Welcome back, everybody. It's from Clock Podcast. <laughs> How awesome is that? I know. Welcome back, everybody. It's Broken Clock Podcast. I'm Russell. Our special guest today is Miss Alexandria Black, a friend for a very long time. And uh, the reason we brought her in today is funny because we actually have uh, a, a connection. The, the, this week is going to be the coming out a major motion picture of the Jim Baker. Well, it's not necessarily the Jim Baker story. It's no. more so the Tammy Faye. Way cooler than that. Yeah, well, she's way cooler, but... I'm more hooked on the Jim Baker story because he's such a a, a fraudster and a, <laughs> jumping a right in. yeah we're jumping right <laughs> in. Uh, I can't talk with sunglasses on. I'm gonna pull those puppies off. So, but yeah, no, I'm real excited about it. And so you were actually a part of that, right? Like you were you when I met you ten almost eleven years now. Um, maybe longer. Yeah, uh, you were at, were you living in Blue Eye at the time? I was living, I never lived in Blue Eyes specifically. I was always in Branson, Springfield area. Um, but yeah, that's where I was when we first met. I was a part of that. Right, right, right. And so, but later you. Later years, though. Later years. I want to make it really clear that I was not a part of Heritage USA. The oh, yeah, years. that was, yeah, yeah that was a totally, this is, this is Jim Baker's right. comeback story. He's really, mm. is really, well, I wouldn't say comeback. comeback. Yeah, <laughs> that's giving him a lot more credit than he probably deserves. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it's just a really kind of interesting story because, you know, just like any of those big evangelical preachers, he just, you know, he, he got his chance to be on TV and he just fucking, uh, it just blew it more or less. Well, my take on the matter is no matter what your moral standings are, what you believe, I think that, you know, both Jim and Tammy came from super humble beginnings. I mean, Tammy was raised as the oldest of, mm-hmm. I think, what, eight children. And she, right. her, her her home she grew up in didn't even have an indoor bathroom. Didn't have It's almost a Dolly Parton story, well, one could say. One could say. <laughs> so I think that when that's where you come from and then you find yourself millions of dollars coming to you <clears throat> and just falling in your lap, I think anyone could be guilty to succumb to the, the greed. Right. So. And I think that, that probably is what, I mean, I'm sure you had good intentions when it started. Right. I truly and believe, I've, I've always thought that, um, you know, as human beings, we all are, have good things and bad things. And I, I mm-hmm. really believe with all of my heart that Jim um, really wanted, had good intentions when he started, whenever they wanted to create the ministry and they sure. started with their, te- their children's television mm-hmm. show. I really believe that they had the good intentions, that, that pure heart, the passion for Christ. Sure, um, sure. Yeah, and and I, I you know, I what from what I could gather, I watched this Barbara Walters. Um, mm. It's like American Scandal is, yeah. is what it was that's called, and uh, I was watching that, and it sounded like what happened really is he just got in over his head, and yeah, and he it just skyrocketed so exactly, fast. and mm-hmm. so he just the money he needed the money to keep coming in, he kept finding new ways. But devil's advocate of that side is he did the same damn thing in in Blue Eye, like he did the he just yeah, repeated the exact same thing. It's unfortunate. You'd think you would learn, but I do think I do want to say also everything I say <laughs> yes. allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, you know, when he when he came back when he wanted to start his ministry again, nothing was to my knowledge in his name. I mean, he was the face of it, but sure. somebody else owned that piece of property out in Blue Eye and all that. Well, uh, yeah, his name um, was Jerry something. I looked into that. Yeah, they gave him all the money to start. He, he believed that Jim Baker saved his marriage. 
bought him 800 acres in Blue Eye, Missouri to start that Morningside uh, uh, compound. Basically, anyone around there calls it a compound. Uh, yeah. Not a lot of people consider it a church. Yeah, it is a compound. It's it's literally a big dome they built. And, you know, I was out there when it first, first started, when that mm-hmm. when everything was... And that was your time? Together. So you came yeah. in right at the right ground at the level? Big, right at the ground level of Morningside, whenever... Uh, not, not his... He had a whole ministry before in Branson. Um, and then that's when he started to build Morningside is when we kind of moved. That's when mm-hmm. my fa- that's one of the, well, not the reason, but many, one of the reasons that my family moved to the Midwest in the first place is because right. they were drawn to, they wanted to be a part of Morningside and what Jim was creating. Interesting. I didn't know that part. So you, yeah. and then you came from Florida, correct? Right. So that's where we came from. And, you know, because I was in high school and I went to Blue Eye High School for a really short time, but, and, and everyone viewed Jim out there, like the, the locals, it was like, it felt secretive to them because he. I always thought that, he didn't yeah. do a good enough job at getting out into the community and, and getting in with the locals. Right. He just kind of came in to this middle of nowhere, teeny tiny city and just dropped a dome in the middle of it. Right, and, and it anyone was... Anyone would be like... Yeah, and you so know. it was just outside of... Uh, just outside just of... Just outside Branson. Out of Branson. And so, you know, uh, what year was this? 2008, nine somewhere around there? So it was probably... I was there when I was like... Uh, 15, 16, 17. Um, so, yeah, I, let's see. I graduated high school in 2011. So, like, 20, 2008, 9, 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and that's when, you know, you got the money, you got the whole thing started. So, that's kind of interesting that, uh, you know, because he, he, he sort of went on hiatus there for a number of years, it seemed like. I was really young, so I, my, I didn't really come in. I mean, Jim Baker and Tammy Faye, I mean, the Baker, like, Family. The brand yeah. itself is, is you know, it's, it's, it's yeah, well, not only that, but it's also, uh, you know, just a, been a big Christian name, and right. sure, you know, you fucked up and or you, whatever. And if you grew up in the Christian world, that's just a name. You knew it, here. exactly. Yeah. And my mom and my grandma were huge mm-hmm. Tammy Faye fans. I mean, they lived for Tammy right. Faye. I mean, I heard <laughs> right. about Tammy Faye, like, just my whole entire life of, you know, she was just an icon, and... She did so much for... And that's interesting, because I didn't know anything about Tammy Faye, really, mm-hmm. um, until I started diving deep into Jim Baker, knowing that we were going to do this show. Yeah. And really started doing some research. Uh, it was it was pretty... Uh, uh, she was really... She was almost... I don't... You have to wonder if, if it was always... I think that's probably who she always was, and probably the time with Jim was more of a facade, a camera face, almost... I don't and then think I there think was in the end, about Tammy Faye that was ever facade. Well, there were some there were some moments I'd seen where she was kind of playing along with the gym thing, but yeah. you could see in her eyes like I mean, it if was. That's your husband. You kind of. I know, I know, and it, it, it was their source of back. income. She was talking about if she wanted a swimming pool or a lake, and you know, and that's really the, the only one bad thing I could ever find. And it was they had brought that up uh, when she was discussing like they like writing the problem with all that wealth and whatnot. Well, she was always super upfront with the fact that she loved to shop. That's one yeah, thing yeah. I always loved about her. She was like, I don't think she I, had any, I love to shop. What are you going to do? <laughs> but she, I wouldn't right. remember. She was like, I mean, I bargain shop. <laughs> yeah, no, she, she definitely, uh, wore she was, everything on her sleeves. She, did. she didn't hide anything. No, uh, she you know, really lived her I could truth. definitely tell that about her. Mm-hmm. And so I could see where she definitely, uh, uh became that icon right. in, in later years. Because um, I think that's always who she was, you know. And, and it's, uh, it was, it was kind of interesting to see that that came from the same, like they're the same root as Jim Baker. I thought it was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it all goes back to greed. 
I think when greed gets involved, well, no you start you are, seeing just, green, you know, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? I just think that it, you know, you could be the best person in the world, but you know, so kind of run me through now that we kind of given the background story, I think Sidebar, I'm freezing. Can we try is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Turn the fan off. Um, you see that smaller switch right yeah. there? Yeah, just just knock that one off. I was like, I'm not going to survive this. <laughs> so, um, kind of tell me uh, a little bit about your experience there. Um, how how long you were there? I mean, some of the things you saw, some of the things that you knew as a child that, mm-hmm. or you know, not necessarily as a child, but as so, a young person, you knew that were kind of off about it. I think that. I honestly have the really fond memories looking back on my time at Morningside. I was a young person, and I I was much different then, and I, I definitely had different, um, I, I believed different things, as you do when you're young, and, you know, as you get older, you start to think a little bit more for yourself, but I always have had really fond memories of my time there at did, it did get weird there for me at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that as a young as a young person, I had so bought into everything. I mean, I was like, you're very stereotypical, um, like Jesus freak. Had my purity ring. I was oh, on the really? worship team, and I uh, was just there every chance I could. I mean, uh-huh. if it was open, I was there. I, I not only they had a school there. I don't know if you're aware of that. They had a, a high school. I there. think I they had quite a bit. Well, it's funny because it wasn't right behind the Blue Eye High School, pretty much. Like it was right next to. Because if you go, yeah, literally, it was right next yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. The Blue Eye High School was like. I mean, a little further down the road or whatever, like but less than a mile, probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, they had a Christian school there, and they had youth group stuff, and later on they had Master's mm-hmm. Commission, which is a whole other program for young adults. And I mean, I was I was a part of. It, it, in any way I could be. I mm-hmm. loved it. And later on down the line, I was the makeup artist there. So that's really? one of the reasons why and I stayed longer than the rest of my Was that as a part? Or, so when you say makeup artist, were you part of the production makeup? Mm-hmm. So basically, it, yeah, go the, on. So basically the high school that they created was really supposed to be this really cool school for young people that they set it up to where it was half, half the day was regular school. And then the, other half of the day you we all had Mm -hmm. jobs for this television show that you know was a national television show every Monday through Friday and on Sundays too yeah Sundays too Mm -hmm. so Monday through Friday we would do half day school and then half day you know some of the students were camera operators some of them worked in the editing bay you know we all right well there was there was a whole school there as a a media uh Mm -hmm. That media, the media school that you're thinking of is that separate? La- separate and came later. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So really, what was happening here was congregation labor. Essentially, they they well, you guys were putting you on. Said it, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so they were using you guys to to put on the um, the give the production value. So they were. Well, I mean, yes, yes, but I do really believe that they thought they were creating a really cool. Oh yeah, school and yeah. and educate a place that you could get a great education and also learn um, a trade. And so sure. I really believed in that too. I think that that's a really cool thing to mm-hmm. do. To, you know, if you're in high school and you can learn also a trade at the same time, you know, I feel like sometimes when you're in those types of like experiences as a young adult you learn even more you know in the field working right you know to have 13 14 15 year olds helping produce a national television show is number one wild and number two like kind of cool for us as the kids that got to experience all of that now when you go into the inner workings of you know 
the payment and child labor. I don't know about all <laughs> well, that. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a little bit of a, a stretch really, on my yeah, end. I mean, but I had a great time, and I I really believe... I'm a still makeup artist to this day, and I really... can. I attribute um, my love of, like, what I do and the passion I have for it. It kind of got its start there, because to be a 15-, 16-year-old doing makeup on, you know, like, big-time... Um, people right. in the in, in the Christian community in the Christian world that was really cool for me at the time and so that's really right. what got me my start and le- made me feel like that's what I wanted to do with my life I could do it oh yeah and, yeah you know and 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 so did that lead you to because I know you went you went to college at a or you originally went to college at some kind of Christian school or something that it wasn't was, a Christian was, school it was it was like a private uh university it was Lindenwood University it went there for a year, oh yeah, so. yeah it wasn't necessarily Christian but technically private interesting yeah because i i do remember but that I only went there for a year, so. oh yeah yeah um and so so during your entire time i mean it sounds like you like you said you were there from the kind of the ground up mm-hmm. from, um, from the morning side ground up i mean i'm in a lot of the photos of when we broke ground for the tabernacle which was another building that they built after the the dome they the the, ma- the main building. I call it the dome because it has right. a dome on the top. Of, I don't really call it that. That's just... They, they, had mul- they have multiple buildings actually now on the property. If we go out there tomorrow... Yeah, I think we might do yeah. that tomorrow. Go There's out there and really... Properties. So it'll be a follow-up. Gorgeous buildings. Gorgeous. It's a gorgeous tabernacle. They've had weddings out there. Is that really what they call a tabernacle? Yeah, that's what it's called. The I'll cool kid's called the tab. <laughs> oh, oh, getting fresh. <laughs> I mean, 10 years ago, so... Yeah, I mean that was hell fresh ten years ago. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm I got a lot of technical stuff. This is why is uh, sidebar here. Uh, we we're supposed to have a full studio today. We're working at half capacity, so I'm doing a lot of technical shit while trying to carry on a conversation, inter- harnessing my inner Joe Rogan, if you will, uh, and doing the best I can. Um, I've heard Joe Rogan. Who does that make me? Who would play me? Uh, you? I don't know. They'd probably make you. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Dr. Uh, <laughs> the Rhonda Patrick. <laughs> it's pretty much the only chick he has coming Don't back. Don't insult that poor doctor's <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> okay. All right. Do I have the right thing? No, probably not. What am I doing? I'm going to screw. I had a bunch of, vi- I've done work all week preparing clips and doing all this stuff. I and know. I just, you've been sending me I know, all of the and things you've been watching. I know. And, and I just never quite made it. Did you ever look into the uh, Jim Baker's book? No, I was going to ask you about that. I was hoping you could give me like a synopsis about it because you said it was good, and then I, and then also you were like, "Well, he's a piece of shit." So I was I was interested. I, mean, I didn't say those you words. Didn't. You didn't. You're right. <laughs> I I heard that selectively. It's my favorite person in the world, but well, I think okay. there's worse people in the world. Yeah, but yeah. I did really enjoy the book. And so, what was it about? Tell me a little so bit about it. He, he just kind of walked you through his like his side of his whole experience and what he went through and. I will say, after reading that book, it does give you a really, it just gives you a different perspective about what he went through, and I think that's So, is it a memoir, or like a a self, I assumed it was sort of a self-help book. No, he wrote it himself about his experience of, if I'm being honest, I mean, I read the book in high school, so I couldn't give you a great cliff notes here, but basically, it's just him telling his side of the story, and saying- you know, where his shortcomings were and the mistakes he had made along the way. And um, you can just get a really full sense in that book that he went through quite a lot. And I think that the, like, 
main plot line of his life that no one ever talks about and that really is like the main problem in America is just the mental health crisis that's happening. I mean, right. I think that the man has several um, mental health issues that probably haven't been dealt with. I mean, he went through oh, I'm a sure. lot. I mean, good God. I think that he's just, I mean, he shouldn't have probably built anything else after what he went through. You know? Well, it just seems odd to me that of all the mistakes he made, dude, this thing is freaking out. You see, watching this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like opening apps and closing them and stuff. And so um, I, I, it's interesting that he did the exact same thing mm-hmm. that he did originally that got him in trouble. Like started selling vacation time and 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 shit down in Morningside building. Uh, not necessarily condos, but condos. Condos. Yeah. So he's like, you know, the same thing with that grand, you know, at Heritage USA, the grand, uh, the grand hotel he had mm-hmm. down there. Um, it, he, he followed down the exact same path as if, and in that Barbara Walters interview too, he's like, yeah, I've learned. And he's, he read about how he, he basically read the Bible till his eyes bled. You know, he would read 20 hours a day uh, of the Bible. And then he realized, Oh great. My, my entire theory of this shit is way off. And yeah. then it's like, okay, great. So you've learned, so you changed and then goes back and does the same goddamn thing again. Well, I really am going to hold fast to my original thought process of, I really think he had good intentions. I think he had good intentions both times mm-hmm. of both things he built. I really do. And I think that, fortunately, he just doesn't know how to do anything else. That's I what did he get was that vibe born, for sure. That's what he was born and, and meant to do was was preach and spread the word of God. And so when, I mean, what was he supposed to, I mean, when you feel like that's what you're called to do. When and, you're I a mean, carpenter and you go to jail and you come back out, what, what do you know? Well, like you, you know, the skills that you know, and you're probably going to fall back on them. I just think that that's what it is. And, and honestly, not to play devil's advocate, but if, if you listen to how he explains what he was, what actually he was accused of and what he was put in prison for and all of that, it sounded I really believe that he had full intention of continuing to build and fill and those str- places and out. The, I would out agree. I, 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 I think it was that. naivety a little bit. Yeah. I think he just he, he out of hand. it got he way did, bigger he and he it. was there. Um, but that doesn't really excuse right. the I'm stuff in later life because I, I think the stuff in later life is is probably more boring than. Uh, his his I, I I would give him the benefit of the doubt then, uh, not not necessarily after having learned that lesson, gone to jail for it, and then doing the same thing again, and then starting to do like these these buckets yeah, of Bibles have gotten and the silver solution and things yeah, and I think that's where it starts to get that that cult vibe. Honestly, I think that's yeah. it's you know it may not have been so much before, but then as soon as he started selling the the doomsday stuff and doing the predictions, walking that thin line, of yeah. Like, uh, I'm okay. I'm not. I'm gonna like come right out and say I don't think that it's a cult. I think there's way even worse. now. I mean, even now, I don't think it's a cult because I think that there are way more cults in the sure. world that are way more harmful than what he's doing. And I don't right. think he's. I don't. I mean, it, what he. I mean, I'm sure he. You know, getting elderly people to send you money when they're on fixed incomes is probably right. not super <laughs> right. But I don't. I think there's other more harmful things that that are going on. Um, 
So I do have this video. I think that might make things a little more clear for those yeah. that, that don't know. And, and I don't. Is this old or new? Like This is new. Age. This is new Jim right. Baker. This is right. recent. Uh, hope the audio is okay. Uh, this is just off of my phone, and I don't have the audio hooked up, so I'm just going to play it into the mic here. Okay. More of this if you're not careful. Oh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh. Good. He's eating soup out of a goddamn ca oh a car wash bucket. <laughs> you didn't have lunch, right? <laughs> <laughs> I will say and, it. And then you have I've tasted potatoes, some of these food uh, bucket Have foods. you really? They're not bad. Because he goes, he bad. really, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what, after editing this video, I was very hungry. Because look, he, he's going to do the tater soup here. Do you know what we could do? Do you think we could get a taste sample tomorrow? You have no idea because you haven't been mortified. I, I haven't. I, w I was just there out uh, at Thanksgiving because I had a, a good friend of mine who like wanted to go really? morning side at Thanksgiving this past Thanksgiving. They fully are still selling. I didn't mean to interrupt your video. No, fully no, still no. selling. There's like buckets and all these kinds of things. Will can, they do taste testings? No, we can just buy one ourselves. Oh, okay. Oh, and we could do an unboxing. Yeah. And I'm and I'm bucketing. Oh, perfect. All right. All right. Yeah. We're doing it. All right. Sidebar unboxing. tomorrow. Mm. Tune in for that. <laughs> That's going to be good, folks. Let's finish this video because okay, they, yeah. they, they. Sorry, they, I didn't mean to interrupt. He, no, 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 no. I'm, trust me. I'm glad you did. Run, let's run through the, the rest of the menu here. <laughs> and we have bananas. We have the chocolate oh. pudding for dessert. Right. We use it for. <laughs> we bake cakes. We got enough stuff to bake a cake now. He's baking well, cakes and pudding. That's right. Bread. That's good in the apocalypse. So you can add a little more sugar to that bread. You got cake. <laughs> 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 and you put that chocolate on top. You could have parties. You could have parties. You Everyone a, likes a party. You got a morning cake. I'll tell you that. You can have. You still have a birthday party. And look at that, Lori. Good old mac and cheese. Mmm. All right, dude. Just him ladling soup <laughs> on stage out of a car wash bucket. It was wild to I, me. It is wild. But it did look good. I don't know so much. I've tasted much. some of it. It's not bad. I will. I will say. What? Did you see the clips? I mean, they he has um like water filtration system things. I mean, I will say lots of the products are practical. Yeah, I I think he got a little <laughs> ambitious maybe with his silver solution as a cure for COVID. Oh, oh. I think he's actually. Well, I don't know if he's under, inv under investigation, but I do know that he was selling that silver I think solution. It was dropped. Yeah, he well, as soon as the FDA came in and said, hey, we're going to sue your you fucking ass. You should probably not say that this cures COVID. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mm. maybe well. maybe early on he thought it was more than it was. Also, I think that a lot of times when you're <clears throat> surrounded and in, in like in that <laughs> like in that bubble like I was, it's really easy to subscribe to what's going on. It really is. I oh, mean, yeah, and that's and that's what I was uh, it's why I'm glad you're here is because obviously uh, you, so you say you were almost, you wouldn't say you're born into it, but maybe. Well, I was, I mean, it was my always family was a very conservative Christian. Sure, sure. So, so like it was always in the back burner of, of yeah. the home. But uh, once you got there, uh, it was an environment that was easy to just kind of fall into? Absolutely. Absolutely. Really? Because, I, I mean, the way that it kind of works, and I. I really wanted my mom to come on and like say kind of some sure. things that she wanted, but she was, she really, all she had to say, and she told me I could repeat this was uh -huh. she just didn't want to go there again because she was so hurt by it all. And just right. Like and really is it, is it okay if it. we mention your mom's position? Yeah. She was um, the personal assistant to Jim and Lori Baker. Wild. 
Yeah. So there, I mean, right there we have, you know, I mean, I'm yeah. sure there was some. Uh, she, she witnessed both great, amazing things. And she witnessed also some well, pretty upsetting things. Right. So. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm. I'm sure there's a lot of ups and downs with, with, uh, you know, especially being in a situation where they're, they're also your employer, right? You know, someone that you've, you followed and you've got to that position and it's, mm-hmm. you I mean, know, you really trust too. them and yeah. And uh, you know, so any bad doing or anything you find wrong is, is kind of, kind of can really shake your yeah. confidence. Yeah. It's really devastating when the, the people that you really believed in and moved mm-hmm. your entire life for, um, you know, kind of, Screw you over. But I, that's one thing I did want to say. I mean, and again, this was 10 years ago. So Correct. if things are yes. different now, I hope I, so. I great, suppose. Cool. I mean, I but don't, yeah, I don't know. I would then, 10 mm-hmm. years ago, when I was there, when everything was first starting, I mean, it was a revolving door of people coming in and out. Of and like employees, very, employees or, oh, okay. very much a new family would come into the church and they'd bring, they'd move bag and bag. And bring now, why family. were they leaving, do you think? No, because everyone was so um, em- emboldened by Jim that this was what they wanted to do with their life. Sure, but at some point they came to some realization they left. There's such a turnover in him. Because, be, no, because it's not that they want to leave. It's mm-hmm. that the new family comes in and they're the new favorite, so they fire everybody to bring their whole life to work in the ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, the new once the new favorites move in, you're out. Really? And so it was just a constant flow of just people i mean they had different producers that produced that show just while mm-hmm. i was the short time i was there mm-hmm. a lot of, of, of pr- producers, producers really oh, and that's that's I not have, something that can just you know come in and out oh and i have so much fun gospel stories up with the producers oh, please. that's the most gospel things <laughs> i have is like producer stuff so these producers that would come in were they qualified or were I they i don't know were I mean, they just close the to the family no was it a, like a nepotism type of deal it was a lot there's a lot of nepotism sure. in religion in general sure, in my yeah. opinion um but yeah just weird like a lot of producers would just come in and out and be like there for what seemed like a few months and then mm-hmm. they run their way out to somebody else. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, they'd have their kids produce a lot too. Right. Yeah. Cause they had older children. Mm-hmm. So when they, but they, uh, the gyms or just the producers children. So Jim and Lori Baker had adopted five children. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I was really good friends with all of them. Mm-hmm. Really. I yeah. mean, the youngest one, like the, the younger ones were, were younger than me, but I mean, I was really good friends with all of them. I had sleepovers at their at Jim Baker's house all the time. Was at, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. At, at his personal house? Yeah. Oh, was I that helped, weird? Did yeah, you realize year, the, the... No, not at all. Not at the time. It didn't feel weird. Really? I mean, I helped decorate. Like, I was over one day when him and his the, his daughters were decorating their upstairs Christmas tree, and I was, like, helping decorate their Christmas so tree. So <laughs> you decorated a Christmas tree, Jim Baker? Yeah. Just wild. I know. So was there a, a sense of freedom <laughs> and, and family in, in the entire yeah. compound? Yeah, we had and so much. I mean, we Was it an so open-door policy kind of with him, or were you more? No, no, were not you, with him. I was, yeah, I was just really good friends with his daughters. So. Okay, so so as far as access. They were on different floors, too, so I didn't, oh, like, interesting. when I had, sleep, like, a sleepover with them, I didn't interact, like, I wasn't, like, at dinner with Jim and Lori, mm-hmm. with, the, like, you know. And also, it was a very different lifestyle when 
you know, the girls and gym, like they all live there in the, co- in, in the compound. I don't want to keep calling it a compound because that sounds, you know, it co- sounds culty, culty. Yeah. but it's just easier to refer to it that way. <laughs> it but is. the compound. And we don't want to say there. Morningside too much and give them a whole lot of credit. Well. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, also sidebar, there's a really, a lot of like great people out in Morningside. Oh, I'm sure. So, like, I'm sure. A lot of well-intentioned people that are a part of it. It's just unfortunate. Yeah. There's I, kind of some. I think that there's a brand, uh, manipulation. I think it may be a harsh word. Because I don't, I don't necessarily know. Maybe now is different. I mean, I, manipulation probably isn't far off. Right, some cousin of manipulation, I suspect. Probably that's probably a good way to just yeah. to say. It. And I don't. Oh gosh, it's so hard too because I just really think everyone that goes there is really well intentioned. I think there's a lot of pure people that are mm-hmm. e- probably the most susceptible to um, manipulation are probably going there. Yeah. Or getting followed into that. And and usually those are the best people, you know? Yeah, I mean I mean me for, for one, I'm mm-hmm. I would like to think I'm I care for others. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. want the best and you're you fear an epic. And if person. somebody is preaching that or you're hearing someone in a powerful position and they're t- they're they're telling you that kind of stuff, it's probably mm-hmm. easy to fall into into yeah. march. Sort of yeah, speak. and I think that re- lots of I think a lot of religious organizations and a lot of religious groups are really accepting of like the misfits of life or like the people who haven't really found their place or, you know, I think that they did a really good job of being accepting and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're you like, I just had so much fun. I just have, I really have great, great memories of it all. Really when my negative feelings come into it is when I got to be an adult and look back on uh, it. In, in retrospect. In retrospect. So, like, whoa. And so what were those yeah. things when you're looking back? What, mm-hmm. what are those, what, what were those key elements that you saw looking back well, that made you change your opinion? Well, I'm, I have completely different political affiliation now. Um, but at the time, though, but at the time, I'm, I was pretty we, conservative Republican because that's what we all were supposed to be. And sure, but further, like he wasn't as far deep as he is now. Obviously, he's a super Trumper now. And, and yeah, it was not. Things uh, weren't as deep. But I will tell you, looking back on it, mm-hmm. I was there. When, Did you see when it? Barack Obama was becoming president? Right. And I vividly, vividly remember many sermons and just it was common knowledge that really? we talked about him as the Antichrist. And everyone was everyone was visibly worried and shaken and nervous because Makes he was sense. the Antichrist. That, and that's that like they kind of believe that. <laughs> yeah. And looking back on it, it didn't seem as wild to me. It didn't seem as racist to mm-hmm. me. And now that I'm older and I've sure. lived more and I'm I've have gotten you know more of a life experience, experience. Sure, yeah. I look back on those things and I'm like, oh wow, that was weird. And then I think that ever since then it's just gotten worse because I mean, just look at America. I think mm-hmm. a lot of America's politics and religion obviously go hand in hand. Right. So I think a lot of Christians felt it was their duty to get behind the Republican Party. Sure. After yeah. Barack Obama, because sure. in the Christian community, Barack Obama was the Antichrist. Right, just same so, as Trump is a savior. Right, uh, yeah. there's there's always a good and evil in any political mm-hmm. figure, and yeah. and you know it's idolatry. It's the same. It's the same shit. It's as old as time. Yeah, <laughs> really, politics is the new religion, it just and keeps it's repeating itself. Exactly. It's yeah. just it's you start to kick religion and shit out. Something's got to fill that void, you know. And unfortunately, I think it's politics for a lot of people. Right. You know, and it's, I think that. He, I think that he's he's not dumb. He knows that. I would agree with that. Really I don't think anybody that makes that kind of money mm-hmm. and is able to to do this not only once but twice, twice. 
I, I think he's a very cunning individual. So I, 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 I have a hard sharp. time giving him any benefits of the doubt, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, the first time, maybe because he was naive. But uh, yeah. how naive, really, can you be and make right. that much money? Yeah. Also is a question to be asked. So it's yeah. just, it's interesting to look at. Uh, no one will ever really know, too. Oh, yeah. I'm say. sure he's tied up like a like a safe, you know, getting to the inner gym and and really figuring him out is, is probably I really don't even tough. think that um, his current wife fully and gets the is she one of the I know her raid name is Graham is she like one of the uh, Franklin Graham is she a member of that family no. is that I honestly don't call, I, honestly it's been so long that I've given a lot of this a lot of like deep thought I used mm -hmm. to, I mean I've read all of her books I used to know her whole whole mm -hmm. life story sure. too but it, I've pushed a lot of that I, I don't blame you <laughs> But I just, I, it was just something that came up the other day, and I meant to look it up, and I never did, and I thought maybe you knew, because she was Lori was Graham some, before. No, I don't think there was any, no, I don't think there was any, because she, she had a very, like. Because that would have been a good political move, you know, yeah. not political, maybe it's like a social move for Jim Baker really, to have done really to be, to be married Graham. to, yeah, exactly. So no, she, I, I want to say she wasn't, I, I really feel strongly that she wasn't, because, um, not because, I don't say that, but she had a, um, has a really, fascinating life story um Lori does um okay I wish we would have done more research on that because she has a very she's has a, has a really fascinating point of like coming into Jim's life and and all of that maybe mm -hmm. James can speak more on that but yeah that honestly would be a lot of the details I've I called my mom on the way here because I was like trying to rack my brain and bring a lot of it sure. to the forefront so so what like personal I, mean, I know you said it was kind of limited, but like, what are maybe some of the few times that you got close to Jim? Uh, what was your impression, like impression as, as a person? Like, what did you, how did you feel around him? Did you, um, was he the, the, is he still the bad guy that everybody kind of points him out to be? Because not a lot of people get the opportunity to be that close to him. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to go back and think about how I thought about it as a 15, 16-year-old. Sure. That not, can be kind of tough. And, and to not try to impose what I feel now as an adult. Right. But back then, I mean, I worshipped the ground he walked on. And right. I called him. He's like the quarterback in high school. He I, just was the right. cool dude well, in, I called in the him party. Papa Jim. Was that regular or was that just you? Did everybody call no, him Papa Jim? No, like. Interesting. I called him Papa Jim because I think I was I was good friends with all of the daughters, and we all they all called him Papa Jim, and so I just called him really? Papa Jim, and I was like probably craving a father figure. <laughs> so, Jim so, Baker's there. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Yikes. so latched on the Jim that, Baker. Yeah, and so like he was just like the you know, and like a lot of the younger like the younger kids, we just called him pa Papa Jim. I don't know mm -hmm. why. Um, but I, so I just deeply, deeply looked up to him and thought he was just like amazing. And mm -hmm. I, had, I, you know, bought in, I had subscribed, I had read, I've read every piece of information he's ever written. I read, he, he has this composition book he sells. We'll, we'll buy one when we go there. Oh, tomorrow. good. And it's all in his own handwriting. It's a really cool piece Ooh. of, um, and it's like his whole notebook from when he was in prison. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. So, I mean, I've, I've like thought that at the time I was like, I've done the work. To like oh. get the full picture, like, <laughs> right? I understand. I'm sure everyone there kind of has that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and so, and then when at that that time, whenever we were there, you, it was almost like we're so lucky to be here to be on this ground level of this 
massive sure. thing that we're all building. And, we and I'm sure like, that was preached we, heavily. Yeah, I mean, they were when we were called like the, the prophets or pilgrims. Those were those his words, or was that just yeah, the communal I'm trying, words? I'm trying to think of the word that he used because he used a very specific word, and I've like I've literally disciples. Been, like, I've been trying to figure it out for the past five days because there was a specific <laughs> word that, he, and it wasn't pilgrims. I want to say it's sort of the P, but it wasn't. And I'm trying to figure it out, and it's like it, it's like that term that you use whenever you're on the ground level of like building something or pillars um, yeah or like like, you know when people would travel back in the old olden days Mm -hmm. they travel um like old settlers and you come to a new place and you immigrants no but (laughs) uh, (laughs) you know what i mean like uh just creating a new sure as the mormons did in salt lake city just uh yeah just pilgrimage yeah basically and i it's kind of a word that means that i wanted gosh i wish i could remember anyway so that was very much like what we were told is like we are part of this massive thing that's going to be like huge. And then when it got into, you know, prepping for the end of time, it was like it was very much like an honor to be there. Sure. You know, but as a young person, um, I was his personal makeup artist. So Whoa, you, I would go this, in. This, this, you, you, did you save this for me? Because I didn't yeah. realize that. That's awesome. So uh, not, I, was, I mean, I was Jim and Lori's. Um, I didn't start there. I had to start as an intern and, um, this, oh my God, the makeup lady, her name just left me. I swear to God. It doesn't matter. So, but you were, so you were, you were there every day before the programs. I started as an intern because I was the, in the school. And so Mm -hmm. then that was my position was I was in the makeup room as like in the makeup assistant. And then when she left, like what, a year or so later, she was like, she can do this. She's been doing this for a year or whatever. Right. And so it might have been a year. My my timeline might be off, but it might have been shorter than a year. And did she leave because started, of that family thing? No, she had something else. She just had to move to better St. Louis. Better job or? She just, I think it was just like a family. Um, oh, I don't really okay. know. Nothing Nothing bad happened. Nothing, I don't, I don't nothing, think, nothing Morningside related. I don't think, maybe. I don't think. Could don't have been think. pushed out. She was just like really a sweet lady though. And then I started doing the hair and makeup for Jim and Lori and, what I like to say is that that was my best, my that was my best experience going forward into my like makeup artist career sure. because I would do Jim's makeup while he was prepping for the show. So like the producer would be in there, wow, the guest of the show, really, like his assistant, who like the main. So they were kind of table reading, spit billing, going, going through the script, going through the run of the show, and he was also eating breakfast. The man loved runny eggs. God, that man <laughs> loved runny eggs. I got him all over his little chinny chin. I swear to God, I had to do his makeup while he was eating like runny egg breakfast. <laughs> I just remember that so vividly. As I, you know, like, I could agree with Jim on that. You, I like a good runny egg. <laughs> I'm like, say, but like, could you wipe your chin while I'm trying to put makeup on it, sir? No, but I just, that's like a funny memory I have is me. Like being a young okay. person, I wasn't experienced enough to like. Sure. So, like, so were you more, were you a fly in the wall? Did he ever ask you for your input on anything? Oh, God, no. I was a child. I was 15. It, yeah, but you know, you never know. He could be like, no. hey, you know, what did you think of this? So no. you were just, you were just no. the help. I was so You were background. just the help, really. I mean, I barely existed in that room during those meetings. I was just, and I remember in my A brain, literal fly on the wall. I literally, like, I would be like, I'm just going to go. And, it, and whenever I was being trained. Loretta, that's what that was her name. Wait, that that was her name. Okay, I thought that's what he called you. Was oh shit, didn't even really. Loretta, I'm pretty sure that was her name. Oh really? Yeah, the girl that turned me. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I remember her turning me and being like, "This is when they get ready for the show. It's like you come in, you do what you need to do, and you leave. No shit. 
Yeah. So. Do runny eggs? Would you have to cake a little makeup over the egg? How do you do a beard? What do you do for a beard? The guy was fully white. He didn't have a beard then. Oh. Okay. And fun fact: he only uses Clinique makeup. Clinique. Hypoallergenic. (laughs) Oh, he's very sensitive skin. (laughs) We're we're really (laughs) laying it all on the line ahead of this movie. (laughs) However, allegedly, that was Uh, ten years ago. Maybe he doesn't use Clinique anymore. Entertainment's nice going to get a hold of this Clinique. (laughs) Clinique's going to get a major. Yeah. Or they'll tank entirely. (laughs) One of the two. (laughs) You see Jim Baker doing a a brand deal next week. (laughs) Oh yeah, Clinique. (laughs) Equate. (laughs) It'll be an Equate brand makeup. That's funny. That's awesome. Well, I think we have a guest coming on here, uh, not too far away. Yep. So oh, I, shit. I kind of want you to talk a little bit because I like know a little bit more of your involvement than Russell does. I want you to talk about more of how uh, like Masters Commission came to be and like the film school and um, like you, how like the part you played in in all of that coming to be. <clears throat> And like yeah. your part in the editing and all of that kind of stuff, because that's what I find the most fascinating is that you were part of like uh, the bottom the bottom floor of of all of those things that w- ended up being pretty like significant parts of the start of what I would think was the start of the Morningside. What kind of helped build it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, I mean, full back knowledge. Like I was like before. I even knew about anything about Morningside or whatever. I just got out of, like, <clears throat> recently out of high school, and I was kind of bumming it for a long time. I wasn't, like, doing anything. So I was, like, you know, I had no direction. And then I visited uh, I visited Morningside for that first time, like, a week, and that's when I first met Allie. And, like, uh, I don't know. I just had no direction, and I had nowhere to go. And I really wanted to work in media. Like really, really bad. I wanted to do some kind of sort of cameras and create and do, I don't know, something along those lines. And because I you kind of, I kind of really, I kind of bumped it through high school, so I was like, I didn't have many options. So when my grandpa opened up this more or less media film school, I was like, well, there's an opportunity to go there. And honestly, I mean, hate to say it, good. Get in there for free. Hey, <laughs> that's what I was wondering. Stop for one second. It's not muted gotta, anymore. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the first little bit of our up until basically my my uh, my um, Big Lebowski riff, uh, we were <laughs> muted. <laughs> Got it. So we're still, we're still recording. But though. no, yeah, we're good. Everything so we, was good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, are we, are we paused now? Are we, no, we're good. No, we're we're, good. we're going. Yeah, everything's fixed up now. We're good. You guys hear me still? Right. Yeah, we're definitely. Good. We're fine. Just want to make yeah, sure. Can we go over? But uh, yeah, no, we're yeah, we're set up now. We're good to go. But uh, so so you just kind of uh, found yourself in the in the in the in the film school, thinking like, hey, this could be a, a skill set I could use. And shit, I, yeah, know yeah. The, I know the guy in charge. I could probably make this yeah. thing all work out. <laughs> the thing. I don't know if it's in the if it's in the Baker blood, but I... oh, do we lose him? Oh, we'll give him a call back real quick. That's not- Fun. We're the, it's all technical difficulties here. We're uh, we're sorting it all out. Okay. We back. back. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, do you guys want a Zoom? I can Zoom call on my computer, my little. I don't even have. I don't have Zoom. I just have. I just have this. So no worries. It I, works for uh, me. I'm not that uh, far ahead of time. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, so go back to what you were saying. Yeah. No. Um. So I wanted to. I already wanted to. Uh, when I was living in North Carolina, I already wanted to do like something with media already, and. I didn't even know. I didn't had no clue that like uh, Grandpa was doing any media, like camera editing school. I, I didn't even know clue he was doing that. And I visited that first week. Just uh, I wanted to see him. I, I, just, I was out of school. I had nothing to do. He asked me to come down to um, Missouri for a couple of weeks, and I had and I I did it. And kind of like on a lap, I, I I helped the crew a few days because I kind of my passion to do something with uh, film and media. So I was like. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna wake up every morning and just help the crew, and just like, you know, it's, it's, and I know it's my vacation, but I'm like, well, you know what? Why not? Let's just hang out, hang out with the crew and stuff. And I loved it so much because it felt like being part of the team. It's something I wanted to do, the passion, and that's what the one one of the major things that kind of make, made me want to go to the go to his school was because you know I, it's a way for me to get in, an easier way for me to get in. Sure. And, you know, so I was like, I was like, you know what? That last two days. I was like, you know, Grandpa, I'm. I think I want to come back. I think I want to, um, I want to do the school. And mostly, my main passion was the was the was the media part aspect of it. And and with that school, there's many facets. <laughs> um, but that's sure. what that's the main was to, towards doing because I was like, I just need to own that education that I want to be very easy for me to get uh, without. My grandfather. So is that is 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 the way is that how you and Allie met? Was so she was were you the makeup and he was the production? Is that kind of how yeah. they met? Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. Yeah, she did my makeup plenty of times for the show. He's, he actually, Allie, Allie's telling me before. I don't know if you're watching, but I guess he likes his eggs runny, and they kept going yeah. in his beard. That's my, that's my one funny bit about Jim is that I always did his makeup when he was eating breakfast, and he would eat the runniest <laughs> eggs, and I would always be like. I'm doing your makeup while you're eating runny eggs. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did all this? Uh, you know what? Runny eggs is the best version of eggs. So I mean, I smash them up, him. mix it around a little bit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's always my, my funniest tidbit. Yeah. No. <laughs> but he likes his eggs runny. <laughs> no, I'll be telling that story for a while. <laughs> I was, I was, I'll tell you as, as if it was me. Very strange tidbit about a human being. So, so, uh, so James, how, uh, how, I, I see you four bone, like gone past going by Jim. Are, is the name James, is that, are you named after your grandpa? Yeah, I'm, so yeah, I'm named after my grandfather. Yeah, I'm, uh, um, J, yeah, yeah, James. I, I still go by James, I'm not Jim. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or whatever, but uh, but no, I, I usually do. Um, I go by James, but I named after him and my dad, and so yeah. I'm, so every time I would be on the show, he'd be like, "Oh, it's my namesake, James." <laughs> so, uh, so um, yeah, I named after old old Jimmy B. That's that's awesome. So how how are I mean how is the relationship uh, now with you guys? Are you uh, still guys? Are you still pretty close? Does he text you? I mean, yeah, we, it's, um, he's, he's, he's a very shy person, no matter where you go in mm-hmm. like with family sometimes. Um, and like during, during my 10 years, like we actually didn't see each other a lot actually, cause we were both busy in different ways. He was busy with the show and I was busy like making the show happen and, right. you know, 
So it even being in the same place, there was just so much going on. Yeah. And like whenever we did family stuff, like it was luck. I mean, just to be real, like all the family stuff was was also productions. Like everything was a production. Like, I like, wondered that. I, I, I did want to ask, but I, I was I was wondering if it wasn't all just because I, I kind of get that. And, you know, even, you know, my friends, we do this podcast and sometimes I feel like a lot of the times it becomes a production. Like it's always what's next. What are we going to film? You know? So I, I, I was wondering if that was sort of how things happen. Like we're, maybe that's how the relationship uh, matured. Yeah. 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 It was like, so like, I mean, we would have Christmas and stuff like that. And like, he needed that footage for the show because I mean, even since, even since like the sixties and seventies, like, a lot of times people say like he was the original like uh, reality show because everything was about really. His yeah, I remember and, and that. Of, yeah, a lot of people like when people when expert people that look at TV and all this kind of stuff, they always say like how he kind of started that he would like push his family to the um, forefront of his show because he wanted them to be part of his family, and so you kind of felt like you're part of his family because he's always showing you what was going on, you know, who was being born, and and family, 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 family. So. Mm-hmm. He, uh, yeah, so he, he, so everything was a production, and I, and the thing was, I, I was a camera guy, and so usually the, the camera guy during the family events was me. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So, it, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, so, is that weird sort of seeing your family through a lens, through like an, uh, a, a viewfinder? Is that, I mean, was that something, is, was that a large part of your memory of, of, of that side of the family at least? Yeah, during that time, during that time, and there's like there's like these kind of these special like moments in the time of being there for ten years that we did have like real family times and situations and that were really good. Um, but like you know, as I said, it's um, like you sometimes sometimes with me and me and mom and and Jamie, there's just certain issues that we deal with with him and that you know, and our beliefs are in different kind of ways right. sometimes. It's like, it's like, you know, like, don't talk about religion at the table, kind of like. <laughs> right, yeah, for sure. But it's hard to when he's a bastard. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so, so, how, it's wild. I gotta ask, because we're at, we, me and Allie decided, uh, I don't know if you're watching, but we're going down there tomorrow, and oh, yeah. I'm telling you, that potato soup looked damn good. Those buckets yeah. of food he's got going on. I was like, we can buy a bucket of soup if you want. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> down there, there if we're not getting a bucket of soup. I'll be honest with you. Have you had it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, as I said, I, I was a product. So I would have to, like, actually shoot, like, product all the time. Mm-hmm. And so it shoots, like, whole days, like, eight-hour-plus shoots of like the food and so of course we were hungry and we would eat the food there's some misses sometimes more misses than hits <laughs> but um there was this is actually funny this is actually a funny little thing so i was like just working one day just hanging around and i look at my phone and i and and it says that jim baker's calling me mm-hmm. grandpa and so i'm like what what's going on so I'm like okay you know hey grandpa what's going on because usually he would just like Tell the director or someone else to tell me or whatever, but I, he, he's calling me straight up. It was like urgent kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah, urgent. I was like, what's going on? And he's like, James, he's like, we're doing this new bucket, the family bucket. Um, <laughs> everyone has their own food. It's going to be like, you know, like every every food item's going to be themed with the family member's title. So I was like, okay. So he's like, and I just want to ask you, 
like, do you want to be in it? And I was like, I mean, whatever. whatever. <laughs> sure, hell yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> he knows that I live in the, he knows that I live in the, uh, I live in North Carolina, the South, you know, whatever. So he's like, he's like, so what do you think about James's cornbread muffin? Oh, is he's naming cornbread muffins after you? <laughs> Damn, I'm jealous. I got to tell you, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I thought it was, it was so literally, and I can't, there's a package somewhere, and they had our pictures on it somewhere, and I got to find it. But it literally said, most, I, I died laughing every single time I look at it. <laughs> but it was a real Real thing in a bucket. It really happened. So I was like, Jesus. <laughs> shit, he did it. It sounds like he already had done it. <laughs> and then was like, oh, shit, I better ask if that's okay <laughs> before I start putting his face on corn muffins. I was going to go on there. That's great. Oh, man. Yeah, no, knowing that that's pretty good. Okay, one thing he did say, and he did mention, he was talking about the, the pudding and turning into a cake. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Real? Okay. Is that a? Yeah. A. Is it real? And B. Is it good? I was telling Russell that I came in uh, on the very beginning of the food buckets, so yeah, I have very, that. I have very minimal food bucket experience. Yeah. Cause you, yeah. They were selling the kind of different kind of stuff when you were when you were there right. at the beginning. Yeah. 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 Um. Like. Like. I would say this. Anything dessert, sugary based, chocolate stuff was always, usually, always a win. For the food. Keep it, note. Mark that sense. down for tomorrow. Mark that down. <laughs> it was, it was what it to me is when it got into like other stuff that it got kind of like the right, like, bucket of Bibles. Amazing. The bucket of Bibles for one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wait, was that real? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, I, right? It wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It was real. It was real. It That's happened. amazing. Well, because when the apocalypse happens, you're going to have to, you know, repopulate the earth with Christians. I mean. You can't just do it with yeah. potato soup. Come on, you gotta have some Bibles. I think one of the things was he when he was selling those was that you could bury the bucket of Bibles and then oh, dig it know. up later. That's amazing. <laughs> Great. I mean, the one thing that, I that will logic say, makes me so happy. The one thing I will say about Jim Baker is what a marketing genius. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That man can market. I mean, he is good. Yeah, he's. I mean, and selling products. I mean, he is. I'm going down to his compound tomorrow to buy a bucket of food. I mean, what else can I I've already sold. I'm going to I'm going to eat some soup out of a of a car wash bucket here tomorrow evening. And I can't wait. Car wash buckets. Okay. I've the ladle. Seen... Yeah, I'm getting a ladle too. Okay. And I'm going to stand up and I'm going to barely crouch down. And eat it <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. My knees are shot just like Jim's. So, right. I'm going all in, all right? I'm all in at this point. Smoke. <laughs> That's great. I mean, if the worst thing we can make fun of is the food buckets, we're doing great. I, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he's, that's got to be a high, I mean, because he was right around the time the show Preppers was going on, so I could yeah. see the natural way that that was heading, and I'm sure he did make pretty good money on it, but it seemed a little pricey. Yeah, you. I mean, you would have you would have people actually that weren't even part of the church that would like come down there because there's like it really is like if, if, if you're a big camper, like honestly, every time we went camping was like uh, like you bring a bucket. <laughs> yeah, no, not a bucket. It would sell like it would sell like fire starters, and so like really? I, was a big camper. I like I like camping and kayaking, so I'd literally just like 
Hey, Gramps, let me get a bucket. Let's they go. Have, they have these really, actually, you know what? One of the really great products they had um, when we were, le- like, right as, like, when we had moved away was this, uh, the water, the water filtration. Like it, was like, it was just a singular water, and you could you could just dunk it in the lake, and then it would filter, and you could so drink it. It was like a lifestyle so, type of deal, or yeah, it was actually a really great little product. So I get that that we they probably did have a really great audience for people that were just like I just think after I think after that silver products. solution, I think that silver solution may have been the silver bullet. Yeah, I really kind of want to know your like what you thought like yeah, what you thought about the silver solution saga. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, it's so funny because, like, that whole thing, like, more or less started a couple months after I left in October. Yeah. Really? I figured that you were you were gone before then, but yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, pretty recent, yeah. I didn't know if you were maybe there at the beginning of it or something. For the product itself, I was actually, I, I was actually, like, of course, like, the, the, that product was there for a while. Oh, that product never... had been there since I was, like, 10. Really? Yeah, my, yeah. My Nana had been taking Silver Solution. What? Since okay. I was like 10. Let, let's explain maybe to, to the listeners like what is what is Silver explain Solution? Silver Solution. So Silver Silver Solution is like I don't know if you ever. Um, how do you call it? It's like. Is it Centrum Silver? No, it's like <laughs> it's, people have been using silver like this kind of silver water. Uh, I forgot the actual like name for it, but they've been using it for like years and years and like mm-hmm. hundred years, I guess. And what it is, it's just you drink it. I don't know if you've seen that on that that, that video where the guy turns blue. Uh, that was actually uh, Willy Wonka. I, I I hate to break this to you, but that was a movie. <laughs> and that was that was also a young child. <laughs> I have not seen anyone turning blue. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. You got to watch that movie. It's it's insane with these things. The shit that happens in this movie is just out of control. It's all real, by the way. There's this there's this stuff. And like he was on like Oprah and stuff. He he took this silver, silver stuff for so long. And he turned blue and it was a big deal, whatever. But it's what it is. It's supposed to be like this. It's supposed to be silver in this water and it's supposed to like heal like stomach aches, head anything. It's literally like a cure all, like snake oil. It's just like a, yeah, it's a cure all. It's like no, I don't. No. Right, snake oil may be a little crude, but it's like a yeah. Vitamin that's like well, magic. It's like Centrum Silver. I mean, they tell yeah. you to take like, once a day Centrum Silver. You take that and you're you're good as an old yeah. man. I wish I knew. I wish I knew the name of the actual like old product, but we named it Silver Soul because like the <laughs> other was like the, the other name for it was like known for like being good. But you know, there's a big story about people turning blue. On no, it I remember. Stuff. I remember. I know exactly what we're talking about because I my Nana was a huge. Huge, uh, was that a, was that it. a Baker influence or just no, in absolutely. general? Okay, uh, my, right. my Nana was like one of the number one. That's you know she was one of the number one fans of why we we moved to the Midwest because she wanted to be part of Morningside. Mm. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that. I didn't realize it was yeah. It was the silver solution that, that it got wasn't her in. just that. She just was <laughs> it's a powerful she, elixir. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Wait, say, that say, again? Yeah, say that again. Yeah. So so before like. You get silver salt anywhere else. Usually, it's called colloidal silver, and, that's, and it's like it's like an old back in the day oh, thing. So use. it's sort of a rebranded type of uh, product. Yeah, yeah, you can find it. You actually can find um, like you can find colloidal silver in like different kind of like health stores or whatever. But uh, as I said, this was rebranded to be like topical. You could drink it. You could put it in your eyes. You could 
put up your nose, you do whatever. And <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what my nana had because she was always like, you can put it anywhere, drink it. And so, I, it, you know, when it. we say it like yeah. this, it doesn't seem in the early days of COVID like maybe it was that far of a stretch to believe that it could have. When we didn't know a damn thing about it, that it could have cured something. No. Considering for years people thought I'm sure it was it worked for lots of people. Yeah, I yeah, mean, sure. it, I think the problem with actually is this: is that so? In, in my research, like coal, silver, and, and, and the way it works ha- is, is is like it assists with healing. But I think what happened was is what is how Grandpa was like the way he was saying it could it could do was so like hardcore. He was saying like cancer, this, this, this. We are pushing it too oh, far. I didn't wow. know about the cancer part. I, I knew about either. the COVID part. I didn't realize that it was pushing it because I remember because the FDA just sort of called and said, "Hey, stop it!" And then it was actually Missouri that came in and was like, "All right, you're." We should you're, probably not say this. Well, it's. I think it's all. Like public uh, record, I guess. I mean, I, I think Barbara Walters told people. me about it. <laughs> Barbara Walters like, is the truth. Yeah, it was like it was like New York State and like uh, Missouri, but uh, they're the ones who like want to. They're the ones who um, kind of went after. Yeah, it was like advertising that. laws is what it, I think yeah. is what is what was really so. pushed it over the top. Yeah, yeah, but then, uh, yeah, and then they just. Uh, I think I don't know if they still do, but they, from what I know, like they just quit all together selling it like for a while. I don't know if they went back to selling it again, but they don't do it anymore now. It's like, yeah, I think he got, I think when the FDA kind of popped in and said, Hey, don't, don't do this. I, it, it seemed to me like he just kind of, you know, backed away from it, which smart, yeah. smart businessman will probably do. Yeah. yeah. Well, also I don't yeah. think that anyone at the time knew what was happening or what was going to happen. And I don't think he probably realized Oh, because, that's what I'm saying. Like the nobody of what he was saying. And nobody because, knew at the beginning of COVID, right, nobody exactly. knew what the hell it was. That's nobody just, knew yeah. what could fix. There's no vaccine. Mm-hmm. Like there was no nothing. It nothing, was just no like knew what was going on, everyone so. was probably looking at Jim for answers. I would assume. I mean, I mean, people are taking drugs that are meant for cows and horses now. So Mr. Like, Rogan, we can't, we our can't Lord and Savior, Saint for, Joey, like, trying to market <laughs> vitamins at this point. Okay, we can't. <laughs> 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 yeah, eating God. the paste—that's a new one. I can't. Well, it's a good I, way of weeding dummies out, though. I think. I can't yeah. believe. I mean, if you're taking those types of drugs meant for cows and horses, if you're Mother eating Nature's a paste, if you're off. eating a paste that is meant for deworming horses, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're an absolute <laughs> moron, and you deserve to die. <laughs> so. No, I mean, all right. I don't subscribe. You to that. should die. You don't, don't deserve it. <laughs> Excuse me, I misspoke. <laughs> That's my bad. I, oh, God. <laughs> I apologize for reading in on that. <laughs> but no, it's just, you know, just be smart. Don't be dumb. Sure. That's all I got to say to people. <laughs> Past that, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're on your own. But uh, so, so kind of growing up, you, you kind of said like maybe there was, you had distanced yourself from, from Jim or you had just maybe lost your way, maybe. And so, well, growing up, how was like your childhood uh, in that family? You know, so the so with with growing up in that family, so so grandpa for the younger, they, like they bought when I was like, kind of like a toddler for a while, he was in prison still, like for a couple of years, right? And then, um, oh sorry, I remember that's a common thing on this show. Don't worry. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Uh, I remember. Uh, 
like I, I have a pretty good memory. I remember when he got out of prison and we like had a, a welcome home sign for him and everything like that. And then we went to go see the Lion King in the which is crazy. And we, uh, <laughs> we, uh, yeah. So I, I, I saw him a lot. You know, we lived, we lived in like a, right where I live right now in the small, the small, well, used to be a small town, but now it's just part of Charlotte. Um, I'm, I'm kind of in the Charlotte area. But uh, we moved from here to Hendersonville, which is a, a town of South Carolina. Right. And we lived, we lived on the same property as him. And he lived in. Um, is that where he did the uh, Barbara Walters interview? Because I've been watching that nonstop. Is it okay? Okay, all right. It's um, it's uh, uh who's that? I'm having a brain fire. It's who's the, the one of the biggest passions of all time? The Jerry the Fowler. The Billy? No, not that guy. No. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, you know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's probably a curse word in your family. Yeah. It's, uh, not, I think he robbed your inheritance. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, he, uh, he, uh, but Billy Graham. Oh, okay. Uh, that, yeah. So that house was given to my grandfather when he got out of prison. It's a really big, nice house. So Billy Graham's like, hey, you can be up in the mountains of Hendersonville live, and live there and be in seclusion. Just like, really? And that was a gift from Billy Graham? Yeah, it was a whole house, a whole big house. Is, and so, that's how he, is that how he, okay, uh, I hate, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but Allie couldn't answer this for me and I forgot to, I forgot to do my research. Lori Graham was the maiden yeah. name, right? Is that uh, part of the same family? No, no, no. No, just coincidence? Thought, okay. Thought, yeah, coincidence. I was like, that would be such a power move for Jim to have married Graham. Like, that just kind of <laughs> seemed like that kind of yeah. move. So I, I, I'm glad we cleared that one up. But, no, yeah, he, uh, um, yeah. But they're, they're too separate. She, she always makes a joke about how, like, how, like yeah, I'm part of the Grahams. But, you know. but uh, yeah, she had to, um, <laughs> so he moved out to, to North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, he he got to you know, he lived in the house in South Carolina up in the mountains, and then because he was up there and he, he needed like someone up there with him, uh, my family, including my mom and dad, we moved up to Hendersonville in a mm-hmm. ranch house next to him. And so for that, I think in any, any kind of period in time, I can remember just really being like super connected with him. It's probably those times because me and my brother had no friends, so we went to just, like some. Like, it looked pretty podunk, like it was almost a blue eye of North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this, uh, so his, our, actually, the cool thing about our house that we lived in the Hendersonville, I think it's really, it's like, it's really close to Boone and, uh, um, Nashville, which are really nice places, really nice right. mountain towns, Carolina. So it's actually a pretty beautiful place. It had horses and it had cows, it's like farmland. So, uh, we, so that was pretty nice. Yeah, he, he actually built us a, uh, a uh, tree house and everything like that. And so we, had, we actually had a... Really? Yeah. So he did the whole deal. But well, at yeah, the he, time, though, I'm sure... He, did he have the time to do that? Like, that was... He was just... It was yeah. time to be a grandpa? Yeah, he was... Yeah, he was, he was writing his book, and he was just being grandpa for, like, those years. And he would make us, like... We called... When we built the tree house, he made tree house Sundays, which is, like, a like ice cream. But they were, they were <laughs> made up of free items. Right. So he tasted... But we always like later to become like, part of a bucket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. The Treehouse Sundays. But uh, yeah, he was up there. Uh, he was up there for a few years, and that was he was up there until uh, until about when he moved and met Lori. So, and then we moved back here to uh, to uh, North Carolina, uh, in Charlotte area. So, so and then that's ahead. like that's 
Yeah, but then, but then once he met, once he met uh, Lori in uh, in L.A. Is that when things then, started ramping back up? A Is, little bit. Okay. Slowly, he met he met uh, met Lori, and then he moved back to North Carolina, closer to where I live. Mm-hmm. He had this big house that was house slash business, and that's when he started doing. Uh, he started ramping back up, not the television stuff. More of just like connecting with the like ministry her. kind of stuff. Just... Yeah, he was like, where I like, and this is where I like him the most. This is where I wish he kind of stayed. Was that he was like helping other like pastors that were disgraced, kind of like get back on their like feet and kind really? of like holding like their love still. And he was in a sweet spot right there. I thought it was really cool what he was doing. He was helping, like he was just helping people. And well, the thing, yeah, I kind of got that vibe like from that Barbara Walters interview I watched. Like he really. He had seen the error of his ways and had really kind of wanted to, you know, wrong his rights almost and make things right. And he, he saw what he was what he was doing wrong and, and, and he saw the way he should be correctly, you know, preaching. And I was like, all right, you know, uh, that's yeah. I, that he, that's obvi- that's someone who's truly reformed. And then, you know, it just seems like maybe he, he obviously it was, what, 20 years ago, probably. And now, but he seems to have lost course of that a little bit in, in recent years. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing for him is like, he is, he's like, it's, it's weird, like Jekyll and Hyde when there's a camera, like the, the camera is like the function, and that's what changes him. And like, as soon as the camera's on, he is, like, he is more outward, he's more like, he's more energetic that's and, yeah and that's interesting because you mentioned how shy he was and both of you can kind of attest to that and 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 i get that too because i'm a pretty shy person and then it's it's like as soon as any of this comes comes on it's like a character almost and you're comfortable in that character so i could see i could kind of see that like whenever like yeah I, I feel like that he honestly was meant i mean it's the thing it's just like kind of bittersweet but it's like like how the Christians call calling that really that was his calling like to do that. Yeah. And yeah. To, well, we talked about that earlier. Yeah. He's like, it's like, that's what he knows how to do. And he's really, really good at that's it. What I was saying that's all he knows how to do. That's so it. he's good at it. That's yeah, what he's called I, quote unquote to do in our yeah. world of the Christian world. I say our world, but you know what I mean, James, like <laughs> in the Christian world, like that's, that's a thing. And then even if you come out of, um, a, even prison, that's kind of what the, our religion was built on is that anyone can come back from anything. Like yeah. anyone can have a second chance. God will forgive you for whatever. If you repent and you make it right and you want to live for him moving well, forward. So like, that's kind of what our religion is all about too, is kind of almost not, not, not putting those people that like on pedestals, but we almost love those people who have those comeback stories in, in our religion of like, sure. they fought, yeah. they had a fall from grace and they, they came back and, and now they're back and, mm-hmm. you know, realized, more, you know, they, we love that. More, so it's more relatable. And that's why I think it's yes. in the Christian world. Cause it's like, you know, when you first walk in or you're becoming a Christian or whatever, you're like, you're like, man, I've done all these bad things. Mm-hmm. But with the past, Someone else says, like, yeah, I did this and this and this. You're like, oh, man, you know what? <laughs> I'm not so bad. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I, grandpa, you know, it's prison. He went to prison. So it's like, it's big time. So even prisoners are like, oh, man, this guy's been in the jail, too. He, know, he knows what's up. You know, right. You get a whole other audience almost. Right. Yeah. Kind of. Whole other thing. 
So, and I kind of used the analogy earlier. I was like, you know what? Uh, you know, I'm uh, my day job. I'm a carpenter. So if I go to jail and I come out 10 years later, the only thing I know is how to build stuff. And so yeah, kind of. I yeah. think, I think the gym was sort of the same way. The only thing he knew how to do to make a living uh, was was, like, was exactly like, yeah and and you know I don't know that there was a whole lot of ill intention doesn't there. Doesn't take away from the intentions, but like if that's your skill set, yeah, I yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. Like if 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 there's a no matter what, there's going to be a group that's going to listen. Uh, you yeah. might as well be the one. Yeah. Telling. I mean, they, the thing is, nowadays, nowadays he's like you know you think like. Because now the world's becoming a lot more different. I think the world time. now is more is more driven towards his persona and his idea of media, like this kind of almost clickbait kind of, uh, yeah. you know, wild talk, like listen and follow kind of kind of media. It, it's it's almost played right into his hands to where he could be a really big deal, and uh, you know it's. If this was a thing years ago, he probably would be even more well off than he is now. Yeah, it's, it's like it's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not like he went out of that kind of world right in time and he came back right in time. Because right. honestly, it's like especially with like I think even before even before the election, the Trump election, I think he like everything was going good for him. But when but right after I Trump agree. election, that's when he started he blasting was, off. Right, he was on the throne then, and that yeah. was like his. But it's like now because there's a market there, and he, I think he saw it same way Trump sees it, same way a lot of people see it. Yeah, it's, he, felt, I, he felt empowered, felt very empowered, and um, and the funniest thing is, you know, with all that being said, like all of a sudden, I remember, I remember like being in the control room just chilling. I think you know, it was like before a TV show, and all of a sudden, you know, it was like, hey, uh, Jim's gonna be late, and I was like, why? And he's like, oh. uh, Trump's calling him to um, like in two hours. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I bet. Had, I bet things were a little different after that phone conversation around the shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, th- I think like you know, I think a lot. Of, it's funny because a lot of those those years, which which co- coincide with me leaving, and stuff like that. Those years were like just a very like a roller coaster. Like every, everything felt this. Everything felt very like different before and after. I feel like. It's mm-hmm. like little BC, you know, BC, whatever. It's like before times, there was like this certain way we did things, and then right. after, it totally changed. And like, uh, it seemed like all of the, I mean. Did you, you notice know, the change happening live time? Like you saw the the, the shifting know, of the I axis? Wanna, I want to know like an example of what do you what you mean by like how we did things before and after the Trump era. I think so. So before, for me, before the Trump sell, era, <laughs> sell buckets before Trump and then sell buckets after Trump. That would be a great. <laughs> the thing, there were no I mean, buckets. <laughs> I think you know. So without like I can I can like kind of you know this like there's a time where we were like we had these festivals and we mm-hmm. were like we we're having good food and we were going out with it was fun. having the greatest time yeah. like it felt like we were working but also it was like almost like. A continuous summer vacation. Yeah, but because we were like, you know, can't like can't like we were working, but at night we'd all get together and hang out. Yes, I feel like summer camp. That's such a perfect way to describe it. I and I couldn't put into yeah, words we, before. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we would get you know we'd get to the bus, unless it like right after Grandpa Jim finished preaching, go to Taco Bell or somewhere. Right. You know, like, 
But uh, but I felt like whenever after during like kind of before Trump when he first got in and during and after it just became so 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 much more about like even though the whole thing has always been end times and stuff like that, it just felt like it got so much more like serious, a little mm. more darker. It was always it was always about what was like what bad things were happening, and it was all it very it became more militant and like. Even as, as far as his authority of the show, did it change, or was it just his content coming out? I think it, it was mostly like, it was mostly like content, but it also it seemed like whenever it was like we didn't we stopped having as many as much fun stuff, and we would like the big events that we would have would be just about like just like we'd get certain speakers and they were like far right speakers and like and like wow yeah. I didn't know that that's yeah, interesting. Certain preachers that were, and certain preachers that I just like would, would I would research and see what they would say in, in the past, and I'd be like, I, I do not want to be recognized. And, as someone and who, that obviously put probably a strain on your guys's relationship, or at least your professional relationship. Yeah, like thing is, so like we we, uh, you know, I, I think girlfriend knew where I was, like where because with Jamie, which is his son, and me, um, and others. Like in his family, we you know, we have more, um, you know, thoughts acceptance. On like, I've definitely noticed that. I've done a lot of research, and definitely, <laughs> Jim seems like the outlier in the family. Almost like it's it's yeah. it's it's interesting the way that it the the paraphernalias, if you will, is totally different than all everyone else. Like everyone else is very accepting and and cool. To be honest it's with you, probably a generational difference, or it's just you know. Yeah. Yeah, and also, and also, like you know, it's funny because it's like you know, it's, it's almost the thing of like, which side do you fall on? Do you thought you fall you fall on the grandma Faye accepting, loving uh, life, like grandma Faye uh, uh, preach right. to us, or or do you get this more of this like this very like strict biblical um, world that grandma Jim lives in more? So, so me and my uncle, we we felt more towards grandma Faye's. Yeah, and I, I think that's very obvious just from what I've seen, you know. I think it's pretty clear, uh, intentional or not, it's pretty clear that there was definitely a, a, a divide there. Um, it definitely probably for the better. Um, that's what I kind of want you to talk a lot more about is that you, you like, knew Tammy Faye. And, yeah, yeah. Um, like, I just want you to talk more about. Did you call her Grammy Faye? Because that's what I would have called her. That seems like it's ripe for parody. I actually called her, uh, for, for me and Jonathan, we called her Mama, Mama Faye. Mama Faye? Like, it's, 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 it's so fast, like Mama Faye, but it's actually Ma, like M-A-W, Mama Faye. Mama? Mama yeah, Faye? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not right. That's so cute. <laughs> so, so she, because uh, she, she wasn't around probably too much. I know that she died uh, relatively well, like while we were young. I think we're all about the same age. So uh, yeah, how was, what memories do you have? Like, how was your time together? So, so it, it's honestly, like, as I said, it's, even though I've got I got more time with Grandpa Jim, I, I felt I got closer. Quality time, maybe? Quality time. So, so we actually spent, we actually spent more time than, um, so we spent, so she's, she lives in California. If you watch the documentary, I saw Tammy Faye, and she, that's kind of where she lives at the end of, right. of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I saw that. We go to so we would visit her in California every Palm summer. Springs, Palm Springs, middle of the desert. Yep. And we would um 
so me and Josh, so we would visit her, and I remember going, she take us to the, the, the Palm Springs Zoo. And a big memory of ours was a big memory of, of ours was her always taking us to Pizza Hut. That was the deal. <laughs> Wait, she she lived in Palm Springs, and your big memory was going to Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah. That's such a kid memory to have, right? There's just like the certain arcade game I played and everything that even when I so I gave whenever she did pass away later on, we I uh. When me and my, me and my um, brother gave a speech at the end, we did it together. Um, I actually I actually said that. I said uh, about Pizza Hut being like, I was going to Pizza Hut all the time with her. <laughs> and, like a, um, one of the people from um, Routers, you know, they uh, they uh, put my like line in the uh, in the article <laughs> about me. Like, I'm going to go to Pizza Hut. <laughs> like, how I knew that even if you, no matter what, if you loved or hated her, she loved you no matter what. So I was like, it's, it's kind of cool to see that article. And I was like, oh my God, I said that. That's <laughs> yeah. so sweet. Yeah, did you have a written record of you as a child praising pizza? <laughs> I love that though. That's so, so sweet. But, but, and, and so this big thing, here's honestly, you know, I think because, and this is, a lo- you know, I love my grandmother, but because I think because she, a lot of those times early in life, she had like cooks and like nannies and stuff right. like that. A lot of times, a lot of times, like she, like I don't think she cooked a lot when she was when she got she was older enough. She made she made amazing fudge. That's great, but <laughs> she uh, but she she wasn't much of a cooker, so she would always like come downstairs and say, "Hey guys, you want to get pizza hut?" Like, yeah. oh, I get it now. Yeah, <laughs> I get That's it amazing. now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna fucking cook. So let's go to pizza hut. <laughs> so, yeah, I get it for sure. <laughs> she was. She so, was uh, being but, so. Fabulous. That's she. She just seems like a really pure, She's open so individual, and uh, yeah. and that kind of leads. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah. So just real quick, she, she, but she did. So when um. She was done with um, Palm Springs. She didn't. She was like, "I'm done with the heat. I'm done with any of that." And she um, moved. She moved. Would I live about five minutes from there? She moved to Matthews, North Carolina, and the main reason was, and she and she did this too. She went all these little neighborhoods, this little these little neighborhoods all across the area, and she got a a place like a a, a, a house with a pool. Nice. And, it, and, like, they, and it was just like a neighborhood. It's the only pool in the whole neighborhood. And she got it because she wanted me and Jonathan to be able to like come up with her house and swim. Aww. So she lived. So she moved down here to be closer to me, mom, and Jonathan. And we actually, we honestly, we like, we would, uh, dude, we, we, we would spend almost, almost like every single summer we'd swim with her, like m- most of the time. That's awesome. So how was how was uh, Tammy and Jim's relationship after like prison, basically? And because because that's basically when you kind of came into the picture. So do you yeah. do you? How was that for you? I mean, could you pick up on that? Obviously, it was in North Carolina, so they probably ran into each other. The whole family's there. Yeah, there was so there was a um, like as I said, girl phase. She's girl phase super strong. So she, she she like I think what it is is a very great mutual respect for each other. I kind of figured, then, yeah. And um, like. Like I think, like you, you can, uh, you can go online and look at. Uh, there's a Larry King, um, interview, where it's both it's Grandpa Jim and uh, Grandma Faye, and also both of their, um, you know, Grandma Faye's uh, husband and Grandpa Jim's wife is there, Lori and Roe. and that's kind of cool to see because it was years, years, years. That's their first interview together for years and years and years. It's really cool to see that, but. Everything, I don't everything, think I've everything. seen that. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, wow. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Larry King, and 
now and the other other the only other time I remember them being together was so I when I got baptized as a kid, um, my grandpa Jim asked the head pastor if he could do it, and he said yes, of course. And I I remember looking at the kid <laughs> looking at the kid and seeing like Chris Lori, Grandma Faye, and then like <laughs> Jim, like that's why I'm all together. So I didn't really, so I, I I think in my time I only really seen them together maybe two or three times like Grandma Faye, but. You can see that there's always a mutual effect. Even That's like awesome. in the eyes, even in like Isaac Tang Faye, like you'll see like Grandma Faye like yell at the guy and it's like, why are you so mean to Jim? What, what did he do to you? What did he do to you? So he like, but, um, but you know, during, for the, during the divorce, for the, from what I know from the research, it was, it was just Grandma Faye just had to move on in life. And, sure. I, you, you, I mean, everybody, everybody that has a spouse that's gone to prison has faced that decision, you know? Yeah, so yeah. let me ask you this. So, uh, you know, my I just lost my dad recently. One of my biggest regrets is not having like a lot of interviews, you know, and, and just video of him talking. What's it like to have, you know, your grandparents and, and your family kind of in a, a public well, sphere that way documented? Document, like you can yeah. you can look up, you know, any any interviews with with your grandma and hear a voice and hear her thoughts. Uh, and yeah. and that's got to be pretty cool i would think yeah that's uh, that's that's probably the, i mean that's i just said like you know me and Jonathan, like brother we're just normal guys just hanging out so it's kind of but so we weren't really big time into the whole all the famous stuff too much and you know, i did work for my gym and stuff but it's, especially with grandma faye like more more or less with grandma faye it's really cool to be able to like mm-hmm. there's so many videos of her there's so many like interviews there's so many right. like yeah stuff all up so that's one. I think that's one. That's with all the fame, that's the one very good thing. It's like I don't have to like Wonder. do all. Yeah. I don't do all the. Know who my family is, or I don't have to do all the work to like to like hear their voices or things like that. Yeah. I can literally just go to YouTube and find out. Like, yeah, five. it's it's there, and that, I yeah, I'm pretty jealous of that. It's a pretty cool. That's uh, uh, you know, uh, it's nice you know yeah you know yeah. you get to know someone you know especially like the tammy Faye situation like you know you don't know her too well i mean obviously you know like my grandparents all died when i was uh pretty young so i don't have a great memory of them but uh yeah. in your situation like uh, everyone else's memory it can can be yours and, and that's got to be pretty kind of cool yeah because like, yeah, like you know thing is with grandma like i i i, I, I was I was at a good age where I could still experience and remember a lot of things, but at the same time, I didn't, I, I didn't get to get to the age where I could like really sit down and really talk sure. to her and, and adult. Luckily, adult. luckily, Roseanne Barr was there to do the heavy lifting for you. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Thank she, God for Roseanne. <laughs> Roseanne got all the all the information. Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, RuPaul have has and like yeah, him that also, but you know, Roseanne mainly. <laughs> Mostly yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and then both of them uh, in the past, you know, like they RuPaul, reached out to you, like. Uh... No, no. I mean, I, I mean, actually, the only person actually of fame to reach out to me in the recent months is or years is Jessica Chastain. I just got to talk to her a few times on on, on Twitter and, and. Oh, that's cool. Who, by um, the way, you know who that is—the person who's playing. Uh, yes, which I was, I was glad we kind of got that segue done. So you were going to go to the premiere, which I, I'm guessing. Yeah, we were supposed to go, but like it all, it all kind of. Right. So, so what connection do you have to the film coming out? Oh, were you a producer? 
Hi, friend. Oh. Hey, Buzz. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? Is it the police? Sorry. Is it the police? Hi. <laughs> I'm a no, we're just like I was just like going curious. Into this segment of like how you came to being kind of involved with like yeah the, the movie that's the, coming the movie out. That's what coming what out was like your, your connection, connection to it? Were you like tagged as a producer? Were you just like people want to know about a firsthand experience, kind of like we're doing? Yeah, it was more like so we uh, so I knew the movie was happening, and then and then I I heard like I I, I didn't know much about, it, but one day. I reached out to uh, someone reached out to me asking me about like, hey, we're uh, we're gonna be in North Carolina for a couple of days doing some shoots. Do you uh, do you and your brother want to come meet us up at the studio? And I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. Hell yeah, no brainer. And then months went by, and I finally was like, you know what? I'm gonna write them again, which is so great. I wrote them again, and they're like, oh, uh, we're actually uh, we're actually gonna send a car for you in like two days. So like, <laughs> do you barely yeah. made it? <laughs> I was gotta remind you that I exist. And you're like, but then we got there. So me, we got there. Uh, we got to the hotel, and then at the hotel, they said um, they got the car to come get us. And then we got in the car, and then we drove to this location that didn't look nothing like a movie set. Even like the, they had a fake like business name on front of the door, and we went in there. And all of a sudden, boom, like there's all these sets, like tons of sets. Was it like a big warehouse type of thing or a? Yeah, it was like a warehouse that was converted into a studio. Okay, all right. Our right, so was Charlotte. And so we're walking around and, and um, we don't see anybody really. I think I see the director, Michael Shawwater. Um, I saw him walking around and I was like, okay. And they were just, you know, we're walking around. They were just, they were already doing a scene. And finally, they set up this like little kind of like this little room, this little watch room for us. We like set it up and everything, got mm-hmm. snacks and stuff. And I was like, "This is crazy." And then like we're sitting there and we're watching the scene, but it's like there's an older lady sitting there. It's not Grandpa. It was a stand-in. And all of a sudden, I remember all of us like looking away for a minute. And all of a sudden, we looked back, and it's Jessica Chastain as Grandpa. And it's the first time we saw it, and we all just like started like. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> like almost breaking, and then she did the whole scene, which is it's the scene where she's talked. She talks to this pastor with AIDS, and oh, yeah. we were all. And they, by the time I looked at the rest of my family, which is my mom, my brother, they were all just crying. They were breaking down. Yeah. Like no just, shit, because awesome. That's, that's one of the most iconic moments of her life, right? That wasn't and that kind of a, ter- a pivot point in her, in her life. I mean in life yeah yeah because the thing is like usually if something like that would happen in other other pastor other places first of all he would have never done that no 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 ministry or no done that right especially then yeah yeah for sure second of all if they did at the end of it all they would have asked them to like repent and and turn hard to god and quit being gay and blah 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 right she, she didn't and a lot of other and that was and that was in the eight. I was like, that was like yeah. fresh. That, was, that I mean, anybody else? That's career suicide. I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> and she turned it into career she, prosperity. She honestly, said, I don't care. I yeah, do yeah. what I want to do what I think is right. Yeah, yeah. Icon. Yeah. And so she, yeah, yeah. She, so she she did it, and you know what? That was like that was even like the the, the tip top of PTL. Like they, they were still going strong after that. So she kind of like said, I don't care. Whatever, I'm going to do this. So she was still affiliated with PTL at that point? 
Uh, dur- uh, during the yeah, during the, the interview, she was definitely yeah, definitely. Really? Um, uh, yeah, and so she so she did that, and you know, so happy. I think because just because she was sending paid, like no one got in her face or anything, which is really. Cool. I was gonna she say was, like that's a balls like to get that all the way through to air. Because that yeah. what, was was that during the was that when Jim was in prison and Jerry Fowler was running everything? No, no. When Jer- when Jer- when Jerry got everything, everyone was kicked out. But oh, okay, was, okay, okay. So it was right. Was, it's got to be towards the end then, for sure. Yeah, I want to say it was a couple. Yeah, it was like either mid to end of uh, of the PCI Gotcha. Like, okay. Heritage era of of. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I was explaining earlier. Is that there's different kind of Eras. chapters of, sure. of of the whole ministry? Because I wasn't there for Heritage USA. I mean, it came in at the very beginning of Morningside. I wasn't even there for the. Well, Heritage USA was what landed him in jail. So basically, yeah. at, after that, I mean, that was seventies, eighties, right? Yeah, it was. It was a, yeah, that was eighties. That was that was eight, almost all the way up till like eighty eight, eighty nine. Like when I was born, I'm yeah. But it was gotcha, like, okay. By the time I was born, it was, it was already, it was, it was already on a track. Right. Breaking down. It was yeah. Like just, it, it, death rattle at that point, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. And so by that point, Jerry Fowler had control of the whole thing, and it was, it was, it was gone by then. Yeah, yeah. And like, and like, it, it, it like, as I say, as, as I said, like, everyone's, you know, if you look at CTL, like, you think like, oh, it's, it's the water park. It's this, this, is this, but. It still had all that stuff. As soon as Jim and Timmy are gone, it's dead. Like, yeah, I, like, I thought that. That's so interesting you bring that up. It was, you're right. After after Jim was disassociated from that, I mean, the bricks are falling off the wall. It was, it was just a matter of years before that thing was in total disarray. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and even, as I said, go back go back into uh, Isaac Timmy Faye. Like, even Jamal Faye, like, walks around. Yeah. Yeah, like, and she's like, first of all, I love that. My favorite part of that is whenever she gets the change, she's like, I'm coming in here. This is my, this is my place. <laughs> right? <laughs> Jim would have kept this painted. Jim would have kept this fresh. Jim would have done this. Jim would have done that. And it's true. Like, even even when I was at Morningside, like, you know, there was it was a lot for him to be able to be perfectionist at Morningside because he was older stuff like that. But he would make sure, like, hey, make sure this is light on and nice. Clean this, clean this. He's very, you know, he's very... He well, was, it seems like he's he very was, in control. I will, say, I will say the whole entire time I was at Morningside, it was, everything was very meticulously, like, aesthetically pleasing. Sure. And even when you go to Morningside now, it's pretty aesthetically pleasing. I can't wait to find out. I mean. Get my for, bucket. I mean, there is that weird statue. They're there. There's a stat. What statue? There's a weird statue. You're going to find it weird. It's, oh. a weird, it's a weird statue. We're all going to say it. it James, came, you, know, it came, you know what she's that, talking that about? A weird statue? Me. That statue came after my time. So I, I, uh. Am I in for however, a real treat here? However, the rest <laughs> of the... Because I don't know anything about this. However, the rest of the, the, the Morningside Dome, it's gorgeous. I mean, yeah. it's beautiful. I mean, he has good taste. I mean, and during like during our time... Can we meet J-Dog? Hey, James, can we meet J-Dog? Just yeah, kidding. we'll we'll get him down. <laughs> Listen, yeah. dur- right? Is it during our time? Like the the prime? I'm gonna call him J Dog and just totally ruin the whole thing. Perfect. <laughs> what up, J Dog? Perfect. <laughs> our prime of our time. I mean, think about Christmas time. Think about how they would go crazy for Christmas. Dec- I mean, that would be turned into a Christmas wonderland oasis. I mean, I'm sure. They, uh, yeah. It, and then the Fourth of July. Yeah. That. That, that one. Always- that one will always be so burned into my memory because of CC Winans. Yes. 
I will never forget that. BB and CC yeah. wine. I will just never forget. Wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. BB and CC. Those. That was a name. I think they were just one of them. Came were they at twins? That time. Well, they both been there, but I think it's either CC or BB at that point. I can't was, well, who could tell? They're, I they're can't basically which the one same came, name. But I just remember this specific Fourth of July event we had at like the peak of the beginning of Morningside. That was one of the most fun days ever. Yeah. Like it was so fun. We were hanging out all the time. Yeah, 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 they had like the they had the best events. I will give them that. They had to put on an event back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been to an it, event in ten years, but I will say. It, it, that's the problem. I like nowadays it's not like it's not that anymore. It's like more of these like it's kind of like going to a comic con and instead of like seeing all the fun stuff, you just go to. Like, <laughs> you see, wait, instead of the fun you stuff, you see a you weird statue what? and then you go to comic con. <laughs> no, wait, say that again. No, I'm saying like usually whenever you like usually when you go to like I think it's like a comic con except for you know seeing all the fun stuff. It's like just sitting in panels now. Like if you go to Morningside now, it's just panels and panels and panels. Just panels and panels of people talking. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so unfortunate. Oh, I hope we can catch a sermon. I hope we're lucky enough. Because <laughs> one year, one year we had a, fan, a Ferris wheel. We had like taco trucks, and we had all. This oh, stuff. Shit, that's awesome. <laughs> this sounds like this place rules. I don't. I, I just don't know. <laughs> I'm so mixed. I'm so confused. <laughs> For awesome Fourth of July parties, taco trucks. This was ten years ago. I let yeah. you know. Yeah, all my right. information's really old. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, yeah, it was. It it, 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 it it changed a lot over the years, but uh, it used to be really fun. It became a little less fun. And I'm, <laughs> it's interesting to hear another perspective on this because we kind of came in here and I was like, you know what, we're gonna really give Jim his due and and the more we talk uh, talk about the whole situation it's just kind of like you know what I it sounds like you had a really great at least in those first beginning years we had a great time like it was sounded it sounds <laughs> like great we had so much fun like it doesn't sound like the like the the uh the urban legend that's created here kind of in Missouri about uh, the, the whole thing you know yeah we honestly i have nothing but the best fond memories of like that time of my life the i mean when it just started to get negative for me was when i became an adult and had retrospect <laughs> and 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 seeing things that are kind of happening more recently that i'm like Oh, that's not the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember like going, so we're, there's just like, and you know this alley, there's like little, those little gas station right outside of, yep. Out of, outside of the them. JJ, uh, no, uh, did you ever eat at the, what was the Blue Eye Burger? What they? What was it then? Because there's yeah. that there's that junction there. Yeah. I always JJ would eat. Because I I worked. I did a lot of roof work at Blue Eye High School, and that's kind of how I came hip to this whole thing. And so I know I know about. And that restaurant's changed hands a few times, but it, no matter what goes in there, it's awesome. In my experience, it's always been so. When we good. were there, it was JJ Junction. JJ Junction, yeah. yes. And that's the gas now- station, though, isn't it? Mm-mm. Down the street. Yeah, if you leave, so it's like if you like leave Morningside and you take a left and you keep going, there's like a tiny gas station where people are still smoking cigarettes and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, the place rules. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> like southern restaurant, I mean, like a gas station. But we would go there and like we would buy stuff and like like me personally, whatever my friends. And um, did you put it on the Baker you, account? That'd been cool as hell. Oh, I, I had one of the, when I first went to Missouri, but. That's crazy. <laughs> he got cut out. <laughs> but, I, but I went. I would go to the gas station and like the gas station attendants and stuff, being like, being like, uh, like, or talking to someone else and not knowing who you were or me. 
personally. They'd be like, yeah, um, uh, what, what are they doing over at the Colts again? What are they doing over That's, the Colts? Yeah, see, you, so you know kind of that, like, yeah. folklore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's funny because it's like, it's like, I get it. Like, I get, like, I get what you're saying because I get it. It's a Christian, it's this guy, he's a Christian, and he's like, it's, you know, it's, everyone, everything's around him, you know? Right. Yeah. But it's weird, like, for us who are a part of it, who are, like, in, we're in, in like, Morningside because it was, like, it's like going to be the furthest away from, from that because we were like, all of us were still like going out, we hanging were, out. No one exactly. That's what he was asking me earlier. He was like, did it feel like you were in a cult or you're an, an outsider? And I was like, no, we didn't. It didn't feel that way because whenever you're a part of it and you're in that, that bubble or that environment of like when you're all doing the same thing, but yet you also have lives outside of it all. You yeah. don't, you don't view it as that because everyone on the outside thinks that you're just all huddling in that little sure if you're not a part of it then you realize that we're all just like regular human beings in there it's kind of what i'm getting a good time honestly it's kind of throwing the head over i mean uh, again 10 years ago yeah but uh, you know it's kind of throwing my my entire opinion head over heels because again i'm a part i i I bought into that whole folklore Uh, it was a cult we call it the jim baker compound and i'd meet guys from the (laughs) trades that were like yeah, I ran the water lines there in, uh, at the compound for Jim Baker. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that was like a story you told 10 years later. It's like, oh, that's cool, dude. <laughs> no, probably the craziest thing about that whole situation is how many normal, well-intentioned, wonderful Well, I'm looking people, at two of them right now, and it's, it's, it's just a wild change. It's wild. It's such a cool yeah. thing to see. There's a lot of – it's 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 crazy because, like I said before – you know, when greed, when people get greedy and money gets involved, that's when people start to, it starts to go sideways, Right. you know, but it doesn't change the fact that the majority of the people running it and the majority of people that are in it are right. mostly and you, and good also and you, mostly well-intentioned. You don't know the pressures, so the outside pressures that are on someone too, you know, shit. Sure. I mean, Jim probably, I don't know what the deal was, worked out with the guy that gave him the lanes, like, hey, you pay the taxes. Well, guess what? Taxes on all that is a lot of money, and if you got to come up with it, like that, those kind of outside pressures add up, and they can definitely yeah. influence the way you run things and, and your your the way you make decisions. I want to fail again too. Yeah, yeah too. I think like I think people stuff. They were like saying like the light for like five or six episodes of a show was like already a few grand every yeah. day. Sure, yeah. It was, it was it was yeah it was it was wild, you know. So. Yeah, you're right with the pressure thing. Like, he was like, that's why he, like, that's why the, the problem is, the reason the show was always, like, and it's, all, it's mostly selling stuff, is that literally, he is, like, every day. Kind of, yeah, and it's, like, and it, like, sucks because, like, I personally would would rather, would, would have rather him stay, like, just preaching, you know? Like he said earlier, like, like that, that golden spot where he's just helping other pastors. Yeah. Where he doesn't have that is, type of overhead. But yeah, the thing is, we have to trade, sorry, we have, to, we have to trade that kind of like, and thing is, he sees the money coming, and money, I think money kind of ruins everything for well, everybody. yeah. You get a little sparkle in your eye. I get that, yeah. Like, it's like, you know, it's like, it's, it's like very cbs where it's like viewers like you need to pay and blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, and if, not, if there's not enough big time donors, then it's like, it, every, I remember him like doing a show and like people talking and he'd be like, hey. Like on on the show, like we're like we're sitting on the show. He's like he'd be like, hey 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 hey, we gotta go, we gotta get to the product, we gotta get to the product, we gotta oh, get to the yeah. product. 
and and the thing is like at first you know in my mind at first i'm like oh man like it's all it's always product always product and, and like but at the same time i'm like well i guess i get it because we got to pay for all this stuff yeah dude i but, want a paycheck next week i get it Exactly. Like, but it, then it, that's it, when the message gets lost. I think so. Yeah. It, but we're, we're ha that's such a tightrope to walk. I mean, yeah. I don't think I think it's unfair to put that just on Jim. Like it, it's like, oh, absolutely. How would how, it's you, a whole operation. If you if you ran that rolling. and all of a sudden, I mean, what do you just close your doors? Like, what do you yeah. what do you do? I mean, you you either there's a lot of people depending on you, a lot of paychecks. You know, I've I've had employees. I know how that works. It's like you'll right. do whatever yep. it takes to make a buck, to make sure everybody's paid. And when things don't work out, yeah, you're going to look like the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, oh, sorry. You guys, okay, sorry. I'm, yeah, yeah, you're, you're good. good. Me? Well, not now. What'd you do? <laughs> oh, you paused us. There you are. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so, uh, no, uh, yeah, no. It, well, and that's the thing is, it's like, I think what, ha what was good about it when I when like actually with Natalie when we were all there in the beginning it was good because he would have a little bit of time to like talk about like product and then he would have a really fun nice kind of playful message and stuff like that and he'd put in his preach and it was like okay this this works you know and you could you got you kind of could go through like you were you dealt with the product stuff okay here's right. how but as I said same thing when it started getting closer to like Trump era he, it was like everything was so like militant and sad and like so it's like pr the product felt long and then the, the everything felt long i can't even believe yeah. how we that must have felt product. i can imagine how that felt for you because i left about you know 10 years nine years before the trump era and when yeah, so i crazy left, looking back. when i left I, I left right after barack obama became president yeah. And I remember he was asking me earlier, like, when did you real like feel like things were a little weird or you, you were like kind of wanted to leave or whatever? You didn't want to be part of this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I remember like not even in the moment, not so much, but looking back on it years later, I have such a vivid memory of everyone really talking about Barack Obama as the Antichrist. Oh, yeah. Ser yeah. For, yeah. for real, like seriously. And, and, and I can't imagine... At, like and it became very militant at that point. I mean, it got like we had the blue tarp hanging hanging up. You well, know, I, we, yeah. were, we were selling tarps that we were. I would live say underneath. that the, I think that. In, so uh, I can imagine it getting crazier from there because in my young mind, I was like, "Whoa!" I think media as as a business <laughs> as as a business model changed as soon as yeah. Barack Obama came in office. That's true. Media too. changed. It it, true it, too. it it was about. Uh, uh, playing to a, a group. It wasn't so much being objective. It was playing to a group. And I think right as Barack Obama, that's when Fox News started really And everything became so polarized. And, and exactly. it's almost like Fox News and being a Christian and being like a really conservative Christian, they became very hand-in-hand -hand and just married. And if you, I think like, so. it just all, the that line became so blurred. 2008 really what, was, what you do? before like, that, I mean, I you, you, it was you, just, to happen. you just got the news and you made your own mind up. Yeah. But after that, Roger Ailes and Fox, like they just really just took control, control of everything, you know. Yeah. And I think that I think Jim got sw got kind of caught up in that. And, and well, I don't blame him, dude. When I'm making leader? clips, when I'm making clips for this show, it's like, all right, well, what's what's going to grab someone's yeah. attention? And I feel awful about it. No, but when you're a huge leader in the con like conservative Christian, I think in anything like, group, obviously you're you're gonna like 
that's that's because that's what oh, it is I like now. that piece of paper. That that's what it is now. It's it's you know you're you're conservative <laughs> Christian, but you're also like a Trump. You can't be one without the other anymore, which is sad, I know I, like, it's disgusting. You have to be both. But now, I think that I think like, the people. It's, I, it's a whole new market that's been created. Yeah, and I think yeah. you know I I think it was born for that. Honestly, if if it hadn't if it didn't happen then, it was going to happen now. What? If 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 Jim Baker was not doing it, someone else would. Well, true. You know what I yeah. mean? Well, yeah. it's not just Jim Baker. As oh well. no, we, no, we Jim Baker probably probably the lowest man on the totem pole. Every, honestly, it's every pastor, conservative Christian oh, pastor across, across America. Like, it's every, it's yeah. everyone. They're all they're all subscribed to it, and, and they have to. That's yeah. they have to. That's yeah, their brand. Exactly. So, it's it's the, the Republican now the Republican Party and. Uh, I mean, all parties, really. All parties have found their people and how they're going to kind of manipulate them and make them do this and that. And so it's kind of like, you know, but for, for some for some odd reason, well, it makes sense. But for Christians, you know, it became the left. Now it's like the right man. And now it's going so right and so right and so right. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, how I do mean, you, like. How do, you, how do you plant your feet anywhere, honestly? You yeah, know? It's like you're, you're, it's like you're put, you know, it's like nowadays you're pushed to be so, you know, and I mean, Allie knows this. I was pretty extreme when I was at Morningside. Like, I was the alternative, like, we like both were. What? Oh, you get yeah. like, like alternative. What do you mean? Like, like rad? <laughs> like, well, no, the thing is, like, even then, even, even like during, even when, even the beginning when it was kind of cool, I still was like about like, you know, you know, human rights for people. Sure, yeah. I, I was about like, I was about like, you know, I, I was I was very much still a Christian, but I was like I, I was like my uncle. I was like this grace kind of grace type Christian, where it's all about like, hey, dude, Jesus loves all of us. He's cool. Like he's he wouldn't yeah. do in this right. right now. So the whole time, like I was just like I would I would be kind of sort of preaching to like with other students and everything like that, and like Allie and everybody. And Allie knew, Allie got it, but I was speaking to everybody else I, uh... like. I gotta tell like, you, your your uncle, his, uh, I I I see through uh, preachers pretty pretty quickly, and I yeah. think that from what I saw from him, I think it was super genuine. It was probably one of the first yeah. times in a in a very long time that I was like, all right, I could probably listen to this guy and yeah. like get it, and I, I and that's not something that's easy to get through to me. And I was like, all right, you know. Yeah. And it's so interesting that he came from, you know, where he came from and that yeah. kind of raising to, to, to be as open and as, as, uh, just generally cool as, as, as he seems to be. Yeah. Yeah. See, with, with J- like Jamie, Jamie is definitely a, like, you know, he's his own self. He's definitely a big part of Grandma Faye and her teaching. And the cool thing about watching, like, I, like, I don't really go to church on Sundays, but my church now usually is watch my I watch my uncle on Sundays. Yeah, I, the thing, I would I would definitely I, I I would I get that 100 percent. Yeah, yeah. It's like first of all, if, I don't know if you know a lot about like how his, his preaching style, but he's not he's not a little he, he doesn't take literal literacy from the from the Bible as in like you know this is you know this is this happened this actually happened. Do this or go to hell, basically. So, yeah, well, I, I never it, got that. Yeah, you know, you know, he he's he's not he doesn't. You know, he doesn't believe in hell. He doesn't believe in, uh, he believes in, you know, all inclusion. Everyone is yeah. included. Jesus is love. And the thing is about like, 
with him, it's like he all his messages are when he's giving messages on Sundays. All his messages is just betterment yourself, better for your mentality, better on um, you know, just better yourself all in all and be better to each other. And so the thing is, like when you when you don't have to be a Christian or you don't think anything to go up, listen to Jamie's stuff. You can just like just be a person. He just yeah. He just like life lessons every day. So, no, I, and I got that from him, and it was really I, honestly refreshing. I never really, uh, I never really. I don't look too hard at preachers and, and just doing like all this re- cause he, he was a part of that Barbara Walters documentary uh, and everything. Yeah. And so I, he kind of, you know, he had all, Hey, I got a, you know, I got my arms all tattooed up. And so, yeah. you know, I was like, Oh, yeah. you know, maybe this guy, you know, I'll listen to him. And it was like, dude, the, the dude just is cool. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that was kind of what I took away from it. It's like, all right, I, I could probably sit and listen to what he has to say. Yeah, you know, because he, he's cool. He like he'll cuss like a sailor during his his uh, his uh his pastoring, and, and he's like tells it how it really is. And the cool thing too is he's so he deals a lot with uh, he he deals with just like I I do too. We deal with a lot of um, mental issues that we have to deal with every day. Right. And the cool thing of him is like when he gets on the message when he sits in front of you like on his podcast podcast or whatever he does um, sometimes is he always is. Uh, He's telling you like, "Hey, I had to deal with this this week Men- mentally. I didn't deal with this and this and this, and I, I'm going through this." And well, that's why like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's a real dude. Like, it just seems it yeah. just he was more real than any other preacher I ever listened to. And I, I like I said, I don't listen to a lot of preachers. Oh, 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 we lost him. There you are. Let's uh, I'll get him back. We were we were sneaking shooters between the between the oh. pastors talk. <laughs> Damn North Carolina internet, I tell you what. It's probably our Midwest. This is a really great conversation. I'm having a lot of fun. This is Damn. super cool. Yay. I see why you've hung out on this guy for a while. He's uh, he's, he's the real deal. He's one of my faves. I you just say. need to pick up the phone. I bet you anything we have a weird connection. Well, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's just a really cool um, experience. Just uh, he looks so much like Jim Baker. I watched so much Jim Baker. It's, I know. It's, you just seen him he's younger. He's, <laughs> he's a young Jim Baker. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's so wild. I didn't expect him to look that much like it. It's it's funny. Yeah, my, my brother was texting me. He's like, "You guys should go in depth and do like a full series on this." Like, I do we details. could we could. I mean, I mean, oh well. All right. I'll message him and be like. He probably just has a weird connection he can't pick up. Well, yeah, he's out in the sticks, you know what? Yeah, no, this has been a very fun interview. We're already at uh, two hours and ten minutes, and it feels like we it's just all flown by. I does not feel like that <laughs> I, I know, right? <laughs> I haven't even talked about, like, four or five things that I was, like, in my head. Oh, I was like, dude, oh, the yeah, juicier I'm, I, I'm over here taking notes, like, don't forget to say this. <laughs> It's I just like, have, like, the juicier gossip, which we've kept it so sweet and nice and kind. I, I, I mean, love that, though. I, yeah, I don't, I mean, it's definitely not the conversation I thought I was going to have. Um, Once we do some B-roll tomorrow, we can get some, I, all, like. I don't even, I, I'm just, I, the conversation we're having is the real conversation. And I'm no, really. because I swear to God, like, we had the best time out there. At least no, in I my believe day, it. we had a great time. Because I, I think there's a difference between the two, the 10 years ago Jim Baker and, and the now the the buckets and the the gloom and doom Jim Baker, yeah. 
it's gotten I, I, weirder, and I will say but that it's when interesting. I see things come up now, I, I like don't watch it because I'm like. Do you think we could talk to Jim? Do you think we could hook this up? No, are you kidding? He's he's tried to like major interviewers have reached out to him. Major interview like outlets. All right, well we've just, got like, a personal connection. Anymore. We got two personal connections. He doesn't do interviews anymore. Even if it's audio. No. Will he talk? To, I no cameras. A, Can I just talk to him? Wild, wild. Can I get video. a picture with him? You could get a picture probably if we go to one of his events. Well, I mean tomorrow if we go tomorrow. If he's filming, if, we're, if he's if he's filming a show during the day, time we go. Can I get a picture with him? Sure. Because that could Maybe. be. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I don't know. All right. He Games? said his phone died. It's charging now. Give him two seconds. To okay. Turn back on. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just saying, like, hey, maybe maybe give your boy a, a bump and say, hey, Gramps, you know, I'm being cool. He would never do that. Like, get a picture with my friend. He do <laughs> if you, have you I not know. noticed that, like, you have, can't really find any current it's, interviews? Uh, honestly, honestly ever, he's not ever. even really on YouTube, and it's pretty wild. I know. Yeah, I was, expe- I was, gonna, <laughs> I was really going to watch a lot of the Jim Baker show. Uh uh, but it wasn't there. Here, it wasn't there. Down here, I was thinking so much about it, and I was like, it really is wild that there isn't more people coming out of the woodworks that were in his, in his ministry. But honestly, were like, you two are people that are coming out of that ministry, and it's like, oh, well, it wasn't really that bad. It was bad, but we just are better people than that to talk shit. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there was bad stuff, was but bad, it's like relatively, stuff, but... it's like, okay, bombshell. Oh, that's not really a bomb. You know? You know what? It probably is because James and I are both like, Better people. Sure. We choose to look at it as like a I good mean, excluded and me excluded from that. You know. You Do you know, know what I mean, though? Yeah. Definitely. Like we we went through the same thing to where we can look back on it and be like, yeah, there were some pretty shitty parts where but it I, wasn't cool all the time. I think Ooh. we can separate I, the last few years. I think we can separate yeah. Trump era. Excuse oh me, Jim God. Baker from from. But I wa- I would like to say that I would love to say that, but looking back on it, I remember. Hey, let's do the shot before he comes on. Okay, I re- I just remember so vi- like vividly the whole Antichrist stuff. Right. But it makes. But me that's, think that's that is that not the same Trump style? I, maybe I didn't realize. Surely you did. The, the you were young. Political aspect of it back then. So of course I not. Really, I didn't really necessarily realize what was going on because, of course, I was I wasn't even really into politics that much back then as I as I am right. now or have been since then. But I just really I just really get a diff, such a different sense of him now as what I experienced all those years ago. And I, I think that that's a point you probably should make because yeah. I don't want are people... Still, are we on right now? Yeah, we're on. Oh. Um, you know, I, I just don't want... Like I, I'm not. Well, this isn't some kind of power play for Jim Baker. Like no, I don't. I don't want to come off like that. But I also. Don't I, I, I like think I'm we, here to like touch. Like shit I said, I, I think there's a difference between it's Jim Baker now. Bad. I think Jim Baker now is worse off. I think he's playing into that cultist vibe that we always grew up thinking. At least me. I did from an outsider yeah. uh, that I grew up thinking because of the compound and all that. All right, shot time. Tequila steaks. I don't know. I found out recently that tequila is the only like upper and not depressive alcohol or like upper, not downer of alcohol. I told you that, Joe Rogan. No, listen, then I told someone that like three days ago. They're like, that's not true. I fully went to bat for this. I said, I hate going to bat for this. It is. (laughs) Yeah. I was so sure. And they're like, we're going to Google it. And I was like, oh, no. I'll tell you this. Whenever that happens and you think you're for sure about something, I go, are you sure? That's my response (laughs) back because that that placates responsibility off of me. And we like, well, that's just what I heard. Well, it turns out I was wrong. Because I never, (laughs) 
The thing is, ever since doing this podcast, you don't bank on anything. Okay. Never pretend you're 100% right. That's probably true. Because the times you pretend you're 100% right, you're, you're usually 100% wrong. wrong. That's so true. <laughs> no. Every time I'm like, I would have bet my life on that. Yeah. I'd oh, be yeah. Dead. No, 100%. <laughs> uh, don't do not. Don't do it. Do not bet your life or your children's life or your mama's grave on any fact. Yeah. Because also you can find a disputable fact probably. as well. True or not, anything you look up. I saw like a TikTok the other day. It was like uh, something about coffee being. Causing blindness, and he's like, what? you know what? He's like, I'm just gonna say it. Like, I'm gonna make up a fact. I'm gonna look it up. He was, he was trying to prove conf- like confirmation bias. Like, okay. if you want to believe something, you can find a fact or an internet That's page true. that can prove you, you that you're right. You say and he's like, I'm days. just gonna make one up. Coffee can make you blind. And he found a bunch of articles about how coffee can make you blind. He's like, well, let me find the other articles. And it's like, coffee can improve eyesight. <laughs> and it was like, oh. <laughs> How does anyone be what? right anymore? How, how do you make it? It's just, it's a, it's a absolutely ridiculous thing. God, I get a piss. We're going to take a little break here. Woo. Uh, that it's like, that's just such the beauty of life to really fully get a good picture of why, why people are the way they are and what, what made them become who they are. You right. know, it's beautiful. It is. Well, I got some bad news. I think we just lost the last hour because someone forgot to remind me to unmute that. Oh. I just saw that. We still recorded it, so we still have it on our end. We got two hours of it. We got it on our end. Honestly, we have all of our viewers dropped off live-wise, so the last hour has just just been for us. just been for us, so we'll edit it, and we'll put it out, and it's just for us anyway. We're still learning. It's not like anyone (laughs) was watching anyway. But hey, James, it's really cool to meet you. That was, I really had a great time. Yeah, you're a cool we're going to edit this. We're going to put it out, and it's going to be so beautiful. All right. Uh, if you ever come down and you're not trying to meet too many people, let's uh, let's meet up. I'd be cool to meet you yeah. in person. Hey, fun. I'm down. I'm totally down. You know me. Right. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I'm super excited. Hey, well, that get to awesome. bed. You probably got to work in the morning, just yeah, like I do. I do. <laughs> Uh, like an hour or two and then go to bed probably. All right. Yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> Thanks, All right. James. Thanks. Bye. I will remember you. When this waiter comes to our table, Paul, he's one of the real oily guys. You know those kind of guys, real oily? He looks right at me. He gives me one of these like, uh, hey, you enjoying your shrimp? Hey, <laughs> enjoying it. <laughs> so uh, he wanted to know if you enjoyed the shrimp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, enjoy your shrimp. Finishing <laughs> <laughs> in the uh, cool down, when this big hulking man walks up, I mean, big guy, looks me right in the eye, and he, uh, he gives me one of these. He goes, uh, uh you, you, you got any gum? Uh, uh you, you got any gum? <laughs> <laughs> He asked you for some gum. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Hey. He's not on the show. Hey, you got any gum? (laughs) Crunch. In music news, Dr. Jack Kervorkian has performed and recorded a one-hour CD of his own jazz compositions for the flute. 
You know, Dr. Kevorkian, I've, uh, I've listened to your CD, and I've got some advice. Don't quit your day job, all right? You know, murdering old people? Stick with that. <laughs> Stay away from the flute and stick with the, uh, the murdering old people. This is my advice. Oprah Winfrey's longtime boyfriend, Stedman Graham, has written a new book called You Can Make It Happen, A Nine-Step Plan for Success. Step number one, become Oprah Winfrey's boyfriend. <laughs> then the other eight are just In sports around. terms, why you got fired. You were fucking with OJ too much. That's exactly why you were fired, man. Well, I don't know. That's his that. buddy. Yeah, it's his buddy. Yeah. Well, that's why you got canned. OJ's a good guy. I mean, he's not... <laughs> According to retailers, the most popular Halloween mask this year is O.J. Simpson. And the most popular Halloween greeting is, I'll kill you and that guy who's bringing over your glasses, or treat. <laughs> and the Pope came out with a book this week, which contains a series of essays examining faith and morality in today's secular world, and the changing role of the Catholic Church as it approaches the 21st century. The book is entitled, God Himself Told Me That O.J. Is Guilty. In other book news, Prince Charles released an autobiography in which he states that he never loved Princess Di and that his father pressured him to marry her. The book is entitled, Of Course O.J. Did It. I mean, come on. In his book, O.J. Simpson says that he would have taken a bullet or stood in front of a train for Nicole. Man, I'm going to tell you, that is some bad luck when the one guy who would have died for you kills you. That's probably... <laughs> you don't get worse luck than that. And O.J. announced this week that he's coming out with a new book called I Want to Tell You. And if it's successful, O.J. will work on yet another book entitled... From football to prison, my 25 years of showering with other men. <laughs> and finally, in honor of the 50th anniversary of their first publication, Random House will be releasing special commemorative issues of many Dr. Seuss classics. The first to hit the bookshelves will be Green Eggs and Ham and O.J. is Guilty. <laughs> 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 <laughs>